1: Hey there Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial full house, fuller house podcast. Well today I'm kicking off a new series for June. I don't have an official title for it, but this series is in honor of my 20th high school reunion. So I will be kicking things at this series is going to be all about high school and college reunions. So, of course, the first one up to bat is Season 3, Episode 23 of Full House, entitled Fraternity Reunion, which aired April twenty seventh, 1990. And this episode of Fraternity Reunion has Danny and Joey dressed in drag and in jail. And I always like to read the back of the DVD case, and this one really isn't that different than the IMDb one. It's just, dressed for success, question mark, our fraternity reunion ends up with Joey and Danny in drag and in jail. Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing I just read. So this episode, it's got a 7.1 out of 10, based on 210 ratings. This episode was directed by Bill Foster, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Anthony DeMarco as Tony DeMarco, and David Ketchum. So, let's look at the cast list. We do have some guest stars here. We have Greg Collins as Second Prisoner. Now, this guy, is this is his first appearance. He makes a handful of... I think at least four times he has been on Full House, no character name, but he's wearing like the same jean jacket and the same, you know, balding, shaved head with the gray hair. Let's see here if we can find him. Well, oh, this guy's done a lot. I'm telling you, he's done a lot here. Here we go. Four episodes, I was right. Okay, so, his characters are Tough Guy, Sigh and Second Prisoner. We have his first appearance, of course, in this episode, Fraternity Reunion. We have Played Again Jesse, where he plays, like, the episode where, I guess, Vicky's going to Chicago... And Danny's saying goodbye to her. And they're just hanging out in the airport lounge, which I've never heard of an airport having a lounge where you just, you know, play. There's a stage and play music and dan- there's dancing going on. But, yeah, same guy, jean jacket, gray hair. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because Joey had a stiff neck. The guy's like, are you? what are you looking at? And Joey's like, oh, nothing, I just have a stiff neck. And the guy's like, want me to adjust it for you? (laughs) And of course, subterranean graduation blues, where Jesse's graduating from night school, and they're on a subway because Michelle's like, it's better for the environment. Instead of taking two cars, let's just take the subway. Subway gets stalled, and this guy is sitting next to Joey on the subway eating an El Bloto sandwich. And of course, the last episode this guy, Greg Collins, appears in is from season 8. I covered this back in January. Super Bowl fun day for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that guy, I mean, he is definitely familiar. You you've recognize him. We got Riff Hutton as the sergeant. Oh, that's right. He's the sergeant in the jail cell. We got Peter Isaacs isaacson is the oh this guy oh has this guy been in another phil house episode because he looks like he might oh yeah he was the one who was hitting on danny at that frat party or that frat reunion gathering trying to see if this guy had been in no he was just in one episode okay gotcha but yeah, like that guy looks familiar. <laughs> we have Janine and Jackson playing Marianne. She is the lady who <laughs> arrests Danny and Joey, like, puts handcuffs on them after she gets done tickling them. <laughs> <laughs> Has she been in any other episodes other than this one of Full House? Let me see. Um. No, actually, she she was in an episode of uh, Seinfeld. Alright, let's see here. Who else we got? Oh, Tough Prisoner. This is a different... Oh, this guy looks like he might have been in more than one episode. I think he might have. This is the other... Yeah, the tough guy with the sunglasses. I swear this guy might have been in another episode of Full House. Because he just... He's got that face where he looks familiar. Let's see... No, he was just in this one. Okay, okay, good, good, good. (laughs) Oh, he was also, oh, yeah, he was in um, Angels in the Outfield. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got some connections. We got bosom buddies. Joey asks Danny if they are still bosom buddies. And that's the only connection, apparently. Okay. Let's see. Any trivia? It's the only time on Full House that someone else other than Stephanie says her trademark phrase, how rude. On Fuller House, however, several characters say this. Yeah, that's right. Because when that waiter's like putting like his business card inside um the shoulder, like neckline of Danny's dress, it's like, you me, lambada. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny says how rude because he's, he's trying to be a woman he's like making his vi- voice higher DJ and Stephanie demonstrate cups the same routine performed by Anna Kendrick and Pitch Perfect okay I've I've never seen the movie Pitch Perfect or any of them I actually I think I've got the there's three movies right because I think I got the three pack DVD th- like for Black Friday in November okay when Danny and Joey are sitting on the bench in the jail cell, one of the graffiti behind Danny reads, Candace loves Jeff in a heart. One can assume this is Candace, Cameron, DJ, and Jeff Franklin who created the show. I have seen this episode multiple times. I never saw that, but I will be looking for it this time. The one-minute version of this theme song is used. Right. Danny and Joey are arrested for, quote-unquote, attempted burglar- burglary when they try to steal back... A mascot of their fraternity from a sorority that stole it from them back when they were in college. That means the sorority and therefore all members since have been in knowing possession of stolen property. Well, good, good eye there, um, trivia, trivia person. <laughs> oh, quotes Kimmy Gibbler. Your dad's in the slammer. What'd he do? Dust bust a bust a cop. Oh, okay, we do got goofs here. Let's see. While Joey is dressed up as a woman and doing the limbo, it is clear that he shakes his head so that his wig will fall off. Yeah, that is right. The way he shakes his head, it it does. (laughs) like he's trying to shake his wig off. Well, the actor, not the uh, character. Alright, and of course, there's no user reviews. Sorry about that. So, after this episode, the other two episodes I will be covering. Season 4, One Last Kiss, where Jesse goes to his 10-year high school reunion. Although later we find out he did not graduate high school. Granted, he was performing with the band. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he runs into his old high school girlfriend, Carrie, who's back from Paris after apparently 10 years and thinks that Jesse has just been pining away for her the whole time they made a promise, you know, when they, and I'll get to that in the episode, like they'll both do their own thing, and then the next time they meet up, they'll get back together or something. I just, I find it really hard to believe that Jesse had a steady girlfriend in high school, because, yes, in season one of Full House, he is like, he's got a girl coming and going at like every other day, he's got a new girl in the first handful of episodes of season one of Full House. So just the idea that he's got one steady girlfriend is just really surprising. And, of course, the last episode I'll be covering for the reunion series will be from Fuller House Season 2, DJ and Kimmy's High School Reunion. But before I can officially get into this episode, I want to let you Tanner Newbies, who have just joined the podcast, know how you can find the podcast, how you can listen to it, mainly iTunes, also on soundcloud are the two main ways to listen to the podcast also if you want to find out where you can follow along with the podcast that way you know what episodes i'm covering next because i don't go in order of air date episode by episode season by season i do themes and characters types mainly themes mainly themes and I also do cast member birthday selected episodes. Like, I'll select an episode that has to focus on a main character of whichever actor. Like, I just did The Trouble with da- the trouble with Danny for Bob Saget's birthday. Next month, I'll be doing Wrong Way Tanner for the Olsen twins' birthday. And then in July, I'll be covering Leap of Faith for Lori Laughlin's birthday. I think Golden Toad Fuller from Fuller House, and then another Fuller House episode that focuses on Kimmy, or Andrea Barber's birthday. If you put in Full House or Fuller House podcast in the search bar on Facebook, you will find the Oh My Holy Chalupas podcast on there. You can follow along. You can also follow along on Instagram at OMHC, Full House, Fuller House, Full House Fuller House podcast. If you want to have your voice heard about anything to do with Full House and Fuller House, whether it's your favorite characters, your top five episodes, best or worst, any of that, I would love to hear from you. You can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, if you've been listening for a while and you want to find out how you can support the podcast, I don't do Patreon. I give you this content free from me to you. For your enjoyment. But the only thing I ask is if you get a minute of your time, if you could jump on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts. I know they're the same thing. And just go to the Omelanta Holy Chalupas podcast there. Type in Full House or Fuller House. Quinn, stop. My cat's being uh, goofy. <laughs> um, yeah, and just leave a review, all five-star reviews. Get the podcast more noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Also, another thing, this is one of the very few podcasts out there that is clean for both adults and kids. You can listen to it with your kids around and don't have to worry about any bad language or innuendos or any of that stuff. It's safe for you and your kids to listen to together. And that's, I wanted to be that alternative for. You know, kids that grew up watching Full House who are now parents and want to share this with their kids. And also, if you got Hulu, all eight seasons of Full House are on there. Also, if you got Netflix, which I'm sure a lot of people do, you can see all five seasons of Fuller House. So if you want to go and watch the episode, come back, and listen to my review, you can more than likely do that as well. Whatever is your fancy. So... Without further ado, let's jump in, of course, to the cold open before we officially get to the official episode. I love these adorable nuggets of extra scenes with the characters. It's just, like I said, it's a little gold nugget in a stream. Just like, oh, more time with the Tanner family. So, all right, sit back, relax, and just get ready for a fun time because I love this episode. This episode is just hilarious. Alright, we have the cold open. It is set in Jesse's room, and since this is season three, he is still in Stephanie's old room. And Jesse's just leaning against the wall, playing his guitar beautifully. And Michelle comes in, Uncle Jesse, let's play a game! And he's like, alright, what game do you want to play? And <laughs> she just, you know, they decide on the laughing game, which I've never heard of that in my life. And the goal of this game is whoever laughs, the goal is to make the other person laugh. And whoever laughs first, loses. (laughs) So they start making funny faces at each other, and it's just so adorable.
2: (laughs) Uncle Justin, let's play a game. You want to play a game? All right, I'll play a game. What game do you want to play? You want to play a laughing game? Ah, oh, you're dreaming. Alright, you remember how to play the game? You try to make me laugh, and I try to make you laugh, and whoever laughs first loses. Okay, you ready? On your marks. Get
1: set. Go. Oh, she's pushing her cheeks together. He's making a fish face. She's pretending to be a monkey. And so is he. A little. Oh yeah, stretching the mouth out with the fingers. Yep. Sticking the tongue out. <laughs> And she grabbed his tongue. What a goofy kid. <laughs> and then he takes her over the bed and tickles her. Alright, so we come out of the intro. We are in the kitchen, and Danny is ironing socks. It looks like he's got a pile of socks there. And he and Joey are singing their Chi Sigma Sigma college Frat song, college fight song. Okay, so they're chi sigma or chi sigma sigma. They do some like caveman ooga chugga ooga chugga ooga chugga ooh. Like what? Makes me think of the Flintstones. <laughs> or it even makes me think like who can chug the beer the fa- uh, a beer the fastest or something. I don't know. But mainly it makes me think of cavemen. Okay, so they are celebrating their 10-year fraternity reunion. Wow. And Joey is just like, gosh, you know how long I've been waiting for this? And Danny says, 10 years. Can't
2: take it anymore. Living in the city is driving me crazy.
1: Yeah, everyone kind of comes in and what they're doing. So we got Danny and Joey. They're going to be doing their fraternity reunion. We got Jesse coming in in his motorcycle, his weather jacket. He's got a red shirt on. And he's got his sunglasses on. And he is just, he's fit to be tied. He's like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Living in this city is driving me crazy. And he was at, I think he was like at a red light or something. And somebody used like some pink spray paint that went down the back of his helmet, and then, of course, he doesn't realize he's also got a pink stripe running down the back of his black leather jacket. Oh, yeah, ooh, well, I, I hear you there, Jess. I can imagine how that's got to be a pain. Because Jesse's complaining about the fact that he just sat in traffic for an hour behind a bus where Jesse was sucking black smoke, like, from the exhaust, like, <sighs> It's just, ugh. Oh. You know when you see those trucks go by and they got that black exhaust, blah, 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 blah. and even though you're in your car with the windows up, you can still smell it? It's really like, ugh. And of course, Jesse answers what Joey's question would be, like, well, why didn't you just go around? Why didn't I just go around? Because there's a guy with a jackhammer who is tearing up the street right next to me. Of course, Jesse goes on saying, oh, but did that loud, obnoxious noise just dis- just irritate me? No, it, because it was a nice distraction from the stray pit bull chewing on my boot. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Jesse's just had a bad day. He's like, I've had it with the city. He actually decides to go driving in the, his motorcycle in the country, which okay, cool. Maybe he'll find some trails to drive on. So Danny asks Jesse, like, "Hey, are you all right?" And Jesse's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I mean, luckily the pit bull was distracted by some punk kid. Who rode by on a skateboard and spray-painted the back of my helmet with graffiti. jeez. See, that's the thing. I mean, I've been on a motorcycle, like, once. I think uh, one of my aunt's, like, boyfriends or something a long time ago had a motorcycle or something, and... For me I mean I was like maybe 10 11 years old and it was a terrifying experience even though it was just on like a backcountry country road but even still it was like to the stop sign and back but it was still just like yeah.
0: I I I don't
1: know um and I just the thing is it's like when you're on a motorcycle you are vulnerable to everything whether it's weather just your 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 entire body is just so vulnerable, like one hit of something in the in the road, and you're like your bike's messed up, your body's messed up, oh my like, it's it's horrifying it's, it's just terrible, but I don't think I would ever want to be on a motorcycle. My mom was into motorcycles when she was younger. my sister's into riding motorcycles too, so And Joey's like, because Jesse turns to go upstairs, and Joey's like, yeah, you know, the uh, stripe on the back of your helmet looks great with the pink one running down the back of your jacket. So Jesse says, you know, I just need a nice drive through the wilderness, you know, let the wind blow through my hair, the sun in my face. And he's talking about how he wants to cruise through the pine trees and the redwoods. I bet, yeah, just go find some woods and just go... Driving the trails. Get out of the city for a smidge. And then he goes and opens the back door. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll cruise through the flowers. And, of course, he's like, well, i got to stop by the pharmacy first because, you know, I'm allergic to all those things. So he's allergic to pine trees, to redwood trees, and to flowers, and the sun in the window. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, Jesse pretty much is mainly written out of the episode. I mean, we don't see him again till like, the very end of this episode. So, Danny asks Joey, like, hey, have you seen my Chi Sigma Sigma sweater? I want to wear it to the reunion. And this is where Joey reminds Danny, it's like, oh, my gosh, did their fraternity burn? Yeah, they, like, burned his sweater. He said, our fraternity brothers burned it the night you let the Lambda Tau Delta girls steal our coveted fraternity seal. And Danny is like, in his defense, like, hey, they jumped me while I was trying to clean it. And Joey says, Danny, come on. They tickled you to the ground. And Joey's like, yeah, our whole fraternity was disgraced because of that one act. See, Danny, where cleaning gets you, gets you kicked out of your fraternity. How would they even be able to show their fa- I'm just thinking, like, yeah, after being, you know, disgracing your fraternity, you want to show up 10 years later? You think they're going to be happy to see you? And Joey puts an arm on Danny shoulder and says, you know, I just hope you're prepared to relive that shame tonight. And now Danny's like, oh, man, I wish there was some way to get that seal back. I was going to think, I mean, does anyone go to their five-year high school or college reunion? Or do you just wait for, like, now wait for the big one We'll go then. And Danny, or Joey tells him, like, yeah, I mean, there is a way. I mean, the Greek houses are having their 10-year reunion. We could just break in and steal the seal. Yeah, steal it back from the same girls who stole it from us. Wait, okay, so he was cleaning the seal in his fraternity house and somehow the sorority Delta girls broke in there, got in there somehow and took the seal wa- took the seal while Danny was cleaning it. And Danny looked at Joey's like, Hey, don't you think you are a little old for some college, stupid college prank? Joey looks at her like, no. And Joey says, hey, Danny, it's up to you. I mean, do you want to be fraternity dud or do you want to be fraternity stud? And, of course, Danny's like, oh, I want to be the stud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we
3: are, we are Sigma Sigma. Kai sigma squared, we are Kai Sigma Sigma. So the girls be prepared. Hooga chaka, hooga chaka, chaka, <laughs> Oh, our ten-year fraternity
2: reunion tonight. You know how long I've been waiting for this? Ten years. Can't take it anymore. Living in the city is driving me crazy. Oh, come on, just take it easy. Joseph, I have just spent the last hour stuck in traffic sucking black smoke from the back end of a bus. Why didn't I go around, you ask? Because that's where the guy with the jackhammer was tearing the street apart. But did the, the most obnoxious noise in the world bother me? No. It was actually a nice distraction from the straight pit bull chewing on my boot. Yes. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Luckily, the pit bull was distracted by some punk kid who whizzed by on a skateboard, spray-painting graffiti on my helmet. Oh, it goes
3: great with the pink stripe on your jacket. Put that
2: there too. Guys, you know what I need? I need a nice drive through the wilderness. Let the wind blew through my hair, the sun in my face. I'll cruise through the pine trees and the redwoods, cruise through the flowers. I better cruise by the pharmacy first, because I'm allergic to all those things. out of here.
3: Joey, have you seen my Chi Sigma Sigma sweater? I'd love to wear it to the reunion tonight. Don't you remember? Our fraternity brothers burned it the night oh you let God. the Lambda Tau Delta girl steal our fraternity seal.
0: There you go, Danny.
3: They jumped me when I was trying to clean it.
1: They see where Danny, I was. Danny, they get
3: tickled you to the ground.
1: <laughs>
3: our whole fraternity was disgraced. I just hope you're prepared to relive that shame tonight. Oh man. I wish there was some way to get that seal back. And there is. The Greek houses are having their 10-year reunion. We'll just steal the seal back from the same girls who stole it from us. Don't you think we're a little old for some stupid college prank? No. <laughs> it's up to you, Danny. Do you want to be fraternity dud or fraternity stud? <laughs> I'm going to be the stud.
1: <laughs> and leave it to Joey Gladstone to always be the one of the this- friendship duo to always come up with something that lands them both into trouble. Alright, so now we move to the living room and DJ and Kimmy, of course, are, well, they're supposed to be watching the news for school. I remember in fourth grade, I think even fourth and fifth grade, because I had the same teacher two years in a row, I think it was once a week we were supposed to cut something out of the newspaper and bring it to share to class about something current that was going on in the world. And I remember the presidential elections between, what was it, it was uh, Bill Clinton and George H.W. Bush? George Bush's father? <laughs> anyway, it was funny because I was not the only kid... My class was made up of maybe 12 kids. It was not very big. But almost more than half of them, or all of them, brought a newspaper clipping about the Clinton and Bush presidential election. Mind you, this is like 1991, 92, no, 92 to 93. And... We didn't have the internet available to us. We had the news and we had newspapers. That's how we got our news. And it's like, if you don't got something creative to, to shit, you got to find something in the news to clip it out. Like Well, I found this article on, you know, whatever was going on in, you know, 92 and 93, you know, in Michigan at the time. It had to be newsworthy. It had to be something I think that wasn't just in Michigan that I think was affecting, like, the whole world. So, I have the subtitles on, so we do hear what is playing on the news, which is something about the Soviets have been borrowing to import consumer goods. Trying to put something in the shops to quell popular, and we'll never know what that is because can we change it to, like, MTV music videos? You know, back when MTV showed music videos, instead now they just show, like, Teen Mom OG, and I don't even watch MTV. They don't got nothing good on. I remember one point that MTV had been playing reruns of Boy Meets World, but that was, like, back in the early teens. Early to mid-teens. And TG's like, Kimmy, we gotta watch the news for our homework. And to Kimmy's credit, I mean, it is true. She says, well, the news will be old tomorrow, but the top ten videos are good for a week. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Kimmy. I love, because we see the coffee table, and we see, of course, what is DJ's binder that has a lot, a lot of stuff in it, because she's a very good student. And then we see Kimmy's Trapper Keeper that just has a couple folders in it. I love how Kimmy's got, like, a pad of paper and a pencil, like, she's actually going to do homework. <laughs> Because we know Kimmy and homework don't mix. How she managed to graduate high school, I will never know. And, of course, this is season three where we got the mullets. I mean, we had Joey Gladstone mullet in season one. I think in season two. I swear he really didn't have it. And then he kind of grew back in season three. I'm trying to think, when exactly are times that he, oh, season six, Joey didn't have a mullet. But he had a lot, full-on Lion's Mane mullet in Season 8. But, of course, DJ's like, Kimmy, our grades will stay on our record forever. Girls, you're in junior high. I really don't think junior high... Grades count towards, like, your college. I mean, colleges aren't gonna like, well, let's see. You you did great in high school. Let's see how you did in, like, junior high and elementary school. What? (laughs) No. That's not saying that they should not do their work, but DJ isn't exactly correct here with this statement. So can we give it to, you know, this is just such... I swear that DJ and Kimmy are like the female teen version of Danny and Joey. Because Kimmy gets up and she's like, hey, I have an idea. New plan. Why don't we bring this TV upstairs? And let me tell you guys, this is not a flat screen TV. It's the standard def. It's got a big old butt on the back of it. You know, big, (laughs) all all the stuff is in in the back of the television. And I would say the TV's got to be at least, maybe, a 24-inch. Those things are heavy! Trust me, I've tried to move something like that. It was... Yeah, well, Jeremy and I in the house, we were moving, like, one of these, you know, like, 30-inch standard-def TVs out to the garage, because, you know, it didn't work anymore, we got a new one or whatever. And... Even with the two of us, it's like, it was heavy. Like, my God, I know they got to put any, I'm just thinking now about flat screen TVs and it's just how mu- maybe they don't need as much stuff anymore. Or maybe with the changing times, all that stuff that fit in the back of, because it's basically what, in a standard deaf TV, that's a tube back there that's sitting in the back to project the picture, right? The fact that, not to mention, they're going to carry this upstairs. That's like, what, maybe 15 steps or more? Oh, my, you're gonna... And those girls are teenagers. They're gonna mess up their backs. I wouldn't even do that, and I'm almost 39. I would not be carrying a TV upstairs. I'm like, it's up here. It's staying up here. But, I mean, she makes a good point. That way we can watch two TVs at once. And... DJ gets up to disagree you know, Kimmy, that is, actually, you know, that's not a bad idea. Okay. So, of course, they get ready to lift it off the little uh, rolling TV stand. As Stephanie comes in, and she looks at DJ and Kimmy carrying this TV, and she's like, what are you doing? I love how Kimmy just takes over, like, oh, I got this, DJ. Yeah, we're taking the big TV, we're taking this TV upstairs so that way we can watch the music videos and the news at the same time. And Kimmy's like, hey, pretty smart idea I had, huh? And I love how Stephanie is, like, following close behind them. She says, if you're so smart, why don't you just bring the little TV downstairs? You know, it's one of those things that you're doing more work than you really have to. And then you realize, like, I really didn't need to do all that. I could have just did this. And then by the point, you realize that you're, like, halfway done with. It's like, well, I guess, like, ugh. think how much time I would have saved if I just done this. That's the thing sometimes. I mean, with me, I always hear that. You know, you're making that a lot harder than it actually needs to be sometimes when I'm learning something new and it's like, you know you're making that a lot harder than it really needs to be, right? Like, ugh. Hey, I have my way of how I do things and if I get it done, I get it done. It might take me a smidge longer, but I get it done. That's And I think getting it done is the main that's the main point, right? You're getting stuff done. So, Kimmy and DJ are actually they have the TV sitting on the ledge of the stairs there. And even TJ's like, yeah, Kimmy, why didn't you bring the little TV downstairs? I love Kimmy's response. She says, uh, because we needed the exercise. But now that we're pumped, I'll go get the little TV. And Kimmy turns, realizes that her sweater, the bottom of it, is stuck underneath the TV and the top the railing of the stairs there and she yanks it of course DJ's the only one holding this TV and Kerplong it goes right over that stair landing and smashes onto the floor. I'm like, I would be angry do you know how much standard deaf TVs were back then? A lot. That TV looks like it costs probably a few hundred dollars. And this is 1990, I think. <laughs> I think, honestly, I mean, back then, I think a, a new TV, that's something you you save up for. You save for that. you do not just like, well, I'll just go out and get another TV. It's like, well, I mean, they will eventually, I'm sure. They're not fixing that because the way that thing busts, Okay, oh, oh, I just, okay, so Kimmy is pulling her sweater out from underneath because it's stuck underneath the TV that's on the ledge. And DJ lets go of the television, and then that's when it tilts forward, and oh my goodness. Okay, so the back of the TV is busted. Ooh. Well, I mean, at least the front of it isn't all, like, busted out where there's, like, glass all over the place, and it's like, don't move, I need to clean this up, I don't want anyone getting hurt, it was just the back of the, the television.
0: To
3: import consumer goods, I'm trying to put something in the shops to quell popularity.
4: Kimmy, we have to watch the news for our homework. The news will be old tomorrow, but the top ten video countdown is good for a week. <laughs> but Kimmy, our grades will stay on our record forever. New plan. Why don't we bring this TV upstairs? Then we can watch two TVs at once. Kimmy, that is not a bad idea. Okay, lift on three. One, two, three. What are you doing? We're taking this TV upstairs so we can watch the music videos and the news at the same time. Pretty smart idea I had, huh? If you're so smart, why don't you just bring the little TV downstairs?
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, why didn't you bring the little TV downstairs? Because we needed the exercise. But now that we're pumped, I'll go get the little TV.
1: Oh, jeez! So, of course, upon hearing a crash from the living room, Danny runs in. And you can just see, I mean, his mullet is just trailing behind him. (laughs) But he is so, like, shocked. Like, what? Why? How? Who? As he points to the stairs as he sees DJ and Kimmy up there. Well, clearly those are your culprits. The ones that uh, are standing atop the stairs by the railing. Of course, Michelle comes out. She's got these adorable braids, <laughs> and she grabs the the uh, rungs of the stairs, and she's like, "Whoa, baby!" <laughs> of course, DJ or Stephanie, Kimmy, and DJ all come down the stairs as Kimmy's like, "Mr. Tanner, I am really, really, really sorry. It was all my idea." And Danny looks at her just confused Like it was your idea to throw my television Over the banister And I love how DJ jumps in Immediately starts covering for Kim like, No 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 We have a really good explanation See we wanted to watch the music videos And do our homework at the same time And well actually it sounded Better in my head Yeah she's like you know what? actually sounded Better before I said it I mean i can't even imagine like how much even a tv that size i mean that's like what it may be a 24 inch television i'm guessing and you know i mean it's not one of those giant consoles that has like basically encased in wood my grandpa and grandma had one of those those things were heavy mind you remember i worked at goodwill when flat screen when flat screen TVs were be really getting going to the point where they're becoming more and more affordable and just about every single person had one, now that's how they make are flat screens. But I I was getting like heavy heavy TVs that people were dropping off, and it just oh my god they were they were you 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 couldn't lift it just yourself. You and, like, an- you had to find another person. Like, can you help me? They got a giant TV. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, what, what joke's on me when I'm not working there anymore and I go to donate a, like, 24-inch television. Like, oh, well, we don't take those anymore. I'm thinking, yeah, but you took them when I worked there. So, yeah, Good- Goodwill does not take standard deaf TVs. I I mean, I honestly, I'm not sure how many people in America still own a standard deaf, which stands for standard definition. It's so funny watching shows, watching movies, and Jeremy and I will always joke like, oh, standard deaf and deaf, huh? Hmm, okay. (laughs) Like, oh, they haven't upgraded yet. But, maybe. (laughs) Jeremy's mom actually did have a standard deaf TV, and Jeremy and I, I think it was... Well, I know it was when we were still living in Michigan, so maybe Christmas of 2019, maybe 2018, we had gifted her with a decent-sized, um, flat-screen TV. I think it was maybe under a 32-inch, maybe 24-inch. I'm not sure, but, um... Yeah, we're like, all right, let's let's, cause her TV was kind of on the fritz half the time. So we're like, all right, well, let's let's do this for Jeremy's mom, you know, let's let's bring her into the world of flat screen televisions. And the the new technology (laughs) that isn't from, like, uh, the the 80s and 90s. Which is nothing wrong with that, because I grew up in that decade. So, alright, let's get back to uh, DJ and... Okay, okay, I definitely want to talk about Kimmy's. It's like a lavender-colored... I don't know if you'd call it a pantsuit-ish type combo, like shirt-pant combination... But let's talk about the pattern on it. So, we got slices of watermelon, we got slices of... That might be pineapple, I'm not sure. But it's kooky crazy, and then Kimmy... Oh! Oh! She... Kimmy is wearing... Because her hair is, like, pulled back into a, like, I guess... What's that term they used on Glee for the Cheerios? Like, a high pony? With their, um, their ponytails. So it's kind of like that, but it's, you know, curly on the end. And then her scrunchy looking thing is made of, like, um, soft fabric. Like scrunchy. I'm not talking Michelle Tanner season six, seven, and eight large scrunchie to rival... Nellie Olsen's bows in Little House on the Prairie. If you watch Little House on the Prairie and you see N- Nellie Olsen's giant bows that literally overtake the back of her head, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to Michelle's ginormous scrunchies for the small amount of hair that it holds in seasons, like, six through eight. But anyway, this one, I like the colors of, the kind of a lilac light pink color, which matches... The lavender of Kimmy's shirt here, and I think she's got the matching pants to go with it. Oh, I'm looking out the window here, and it looks like, um, hey, maybe they're gonna put more of those drumstick ice cream things in the uh, in the little uh, shop area they got in the uh, down in the lobby in the hotel. Those things go fast, I'm telling you. Mainly probably because we get at least a couple once a week or so. But they fly fast. When I looked, it's like slim pickings in the, you know, as far as ice cream, any kind of treats like that. And they go pretty fast. But yeah, so far, okay, let's see. I honestly think with these two outfits, because DJ is wearing, you know, she wears in season three, a lot of vest type material with like button up or t-shirts underneath and this one's no different she's wearing a mustard yellow button up shirt with a vest that's got like a little bit of like dark red burgundy-ish with other like colored like bluish patterns and it just looks so I'm gonna go Kimmy's does not look that bad But this is just me doing a observation real quick. They are both, let's just say they're both in the running at the moment for worst outfit of the episode. But I think DJ's mustard yellow with that vest is going to top Kimmy's outfit, which really, compared to DJ's, is not that bad. And Kimmy, again, is going on an apology rant here. Like, I am really, 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 really sorry. She's, I talked DJ into it. And Danny, of course, you know, appreciates her honesty and all that stuff, but he ends up telling them, like, you guys are going to have to have your friendship on hiatus, basically, for a hot minute. Have you ever went to a friend's house and you accidentally maybe broke something of theirs, messed something up, spilled something, gotten something dirty, and you just feel absolutely horrible? Has your friend ever took the rap for you or just let you take, you know, your own fall? I mean, it, it's embarrassing cuz it's just like you you know, right? But it's like you're a guest in another person's house. Depending doesn't matter how well you know your friend or not. It's like you're still a guest and you do something. It's like, "My god, they're going to never invite me over again." Ah, I don't ever want to come over here. It's like that's a thing that makes bad experiences and just if you're, if you're anything like me, like, one bad experience, like, oh, I'm we're going over there again. Oh, of the handful of friends I made between the ages of, like, eight years old and through my school years, basically, I can't really picture a time that I actually, like, made the, you know, my friend's parents angry or irritated or wishing I had never... Stayed at their house because I don't think I ever spent the only friend I ever spent the night at, and that would have been in eighth grade, and that's because this person was like, "Hey, sit at my lunch table," you know. She wasn't doing it maliciously to like, like, "Oh, sit at my lunch table, then me and my friends will make fun of you." No, none of that happened. Sweet, sweet girl. We're friends on Facebook still, but for a hot minute in 8th grade. It's like, yeah. She's like, hey, sit with me at lunch. And she's kind of taking me under her wing. And then, when I was living at my aunt's house, I don't know how she got her phone number, but she called and asked if I wanted to come for a sleepover. And, that was my first sleepover. I was just really like, "Eh, I don't know about that. I was crying. Everyone was outside playing games in the dark. And I was crying, wanting to go home. I was 14. It's very sad. Um... But I remember, like, going upstairs to her room, and in her house, her house was all right. There was stuff on the stairs, and of course, there are old wooden steps, and I think I was wearing sandals, and one thing led to another, we were coming down the stairs, everyone else has gotten through, and then all of a sudden, I, one slip, and I, go gunk, 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 down the stairs, my back hitting every single step. And my friend's like, oh, no. And she came and I like, I mean, I wasn't crying. I was just, I was sore. I'm like, what in the world? Why did they step off? But, yeah, no, no time had a, a friend's parent ever gotten angry with me. I mean, I never went that route and broke someone's television. Ooh. I mean, and here's another thing. Okay, if you were Danny, I mean, yes, you say you and your friend can't hang out together after all this, but... Would you make Kimmy or her family pay half for a new TV? I mean, if if you were in Danny's situation. And Danny's like, well, I appreciate your honesty, Kimmy, but just because you thought of a dumb idea doesn't mean DJ had to go along with it. So Danny, yeah, he's just, he's just kicking off this rant of, you know, it seems like every time you get together, there's some kind of trouble. Okay, Danny, I get you're fueled up about your broken TV, but come on. How often do they get into trouble to the point... I mean, breaking the television type of trouble. They really don't. Any trouble that they get into, which is, uh, I'd say not a lot. It's pretty tame. I mean, have we gotten to the little Miss Stephanie back to Joey's car in the kitchen? Yeah, we've t- <laughs> that's happened already this season. So it's like, okay, I don't think you can Not that he's comparing um, Joey's car being dr- driven into the kitchen and busting out a kitchen wall to a broken television, but uh, not that, you know, he's he's not wrong. He's just like, hey, maybe you guys need to cool it for a smidge. Gosh, this reminds me of that episode. Well, <laughs> kind of lightly reminds me of the episode of Boy Meets World after Cory and Topanga had broken up. He was drinking. He and Sean got in trouble to get arrested. They are paying on a cop car. Um... And Cory's father Alan said, hey, I think you two need to not see each other for a moment. You guys need to cool it with the friendship. And Cory immediately, no, dad, I'm not doing that. So... DJ at least accepts, like, okay. Don't worry, Kimmy is going to get back in Danny's good graces. Don't worry. You will, you will see more of Kimmy at the Tanner house after this episode, I'm telling you. We all know that. So, let's talk about Steph's hair for a hot minute. I love saying that word. I don't know why. Uh, first of all, also what she's wearing. She's wearing... A yellow, bright what? We call sunshine yet. Well, yellow color and t- light sky blue suspenders. So that's not terrible. But we got to talk about Steph's hair. So we know that she, you know, season three, it's all you know, it's mainly been curly and and stuff. It's all you know, done backstage and wardrobe and um, hair and makeup and all that fun stuff. But you can definitely tell because right down to just below her eye level, she's got straight hair. And then from there, you have the curls. I can understand why they decided, like, okay, curls are gone, straight hair is in, let's work with that. And that's how we know Stephanie for the rest of, you know, season four through season eight. Because I don't, I mean, I like the curliness, but I don't like this, this curliness here. It just, it's like half and half and not a good half and half. It's like you're looking at it like, just straighten the rest of the hair. Just straighten it. Just let it do its thing and just straighten on its own, whatever it takes. Because I don't like this half and half business. Half straight, half curly. I never had curly hair growing up. I always had, well can't not say that. It was, prof- well, professionally done is, <laughs> that's giving it too much credit. My sister gave me a perm just before I started 7th grade. I have a picture of it um, on Facebook. And uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, not that she didn't do a good job, it just, I didn't like it. Luckily, by the time 8th grade rolled around, my hair was straight again, so. Love how Stephanie likes to have a a saying that's like, good point, Pop! Because Danny's like, you know, every time you and Kimmy get together, you are always getting up to no good. I was the one that was at my aunt and uncle's house when they had a trampoline and like, hey, let's put the sprinkler underneath the trampoline. Hey, let me get this dish soap and spread it all over the top of the trampoline, and then that way we'll have bubbles. (laughs) I actually, that was my idea. I came up with it. I'm sure there's something out there that I bet anything there's something out there to do with water and bubbles and trampolines. I bet. Okay, upon further inspection, it is not a pantsuit of any kind. It's just a top and a matching bottom pants for Kimmy. So Danny's like, all right, Kimmy, I think it's time for you to go. And she's okay, but I want you to know I am really, really, really sorry. And I love how Danny's just nodding his head like, yeah, 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 I get it. So now that Kimmy's gone, Danny is going to lash out and <laughs> give DJ a lecture on friendship and why in the world. And he's said this many times over the years. About DJ and Kimmy's friendship Like he doesn't get it He doesn't understand it Like He's like I have no idea why in the world you're friends with that girl You have nothing in common except your homework And that's only because she copies it (laughs) And I love how Stephanie is standing right next to Danny As Danny is like pointing his shaking his finger at DJ And this and that And Stephanie's miming Danny's hand movements (laughs) And eventually he looks over at her and she's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but of course before he gets into that lecture about dj's friendship with kimmy he says dj for the next three weeks you are not allowed to see or talk to kimmy Gibbler." and i'd be like but what about when we're in school i mean they are in school at this point this isn't summertime so but then again well wait a minute no i'm remembering the um back-to-school blues episode where at the end of the episode, apparently Kimmy has enough power to get her schedule changed. Because before, she and DJ were only in Spanish together, and it's like, great, the only class we're in, we can't speak, you know, we can't talk to each other unless we're speaking Spanish. So, somehow, the clouds parted, the sun came through, shined down on Kimmy, and she was able to get her schedule changed. So it's like, hey, our lunch times add up. They, um, they meet now. So we're able to, uh, yeah, I thought she was going to say, I got my schedule changed. So not only do we have lunch together, but we get every single class together. Now, can Kimmy had that kind of power? Oh my goodness, girl. (laughs) I want some of the power to rub up, rub off on me. But yeah. So it's like, Unless they only share lunch together. I mean, he can't control them hanging out at school. Or the walk or bus ride home. I think he should just say, for the next three weeks, Kimmy is not allowed to come over here. You're not allowed to go over to her house. And you can't talk to her on the phone either. And DJ, of course, comes back with, but Dad, she's my best friend. And Daddy just this rant that he goes on is just like, yeah, he, I love how as Danny's talking to DJ, he's got a hand on her shoulder. He's like, you know, I don't even know why you hang out with her. You have no, The two of you have nothing in common. You and Kimmy have nothing in common except for your schoolwork, and that's only because she copies it. He is really downgrading Kimmy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think of the Tanner House. The Tanner House? Tanner House. That's Kimmy's safe haven. That's her. Have you ever had... Like, a a friend's family or somewhere else that you might feel even more comfortable than your own home. I honestly think that's why Kimmy's there. Her parents are always schlepping her off onto the Tanner family. Like, oh, my parents will pay for any vacation I go on as long as it's without them and I stay over on a Saturday night or something to that effect. It's like, yeah, but then in Fuller House we're finding out that Kimmy's parents are, like, world travelers. At one point, I thought they were, like, acrobats, and that's why the when we finally do see the Gibbler House after all these years, it's weird, and it's, like, they're acrobatic circus people. Nothing wrong with that, of course, but it's just, like, pick your, pick your poison here. What's the deal? Are they, are they acrobat circus people traveling the world? Are they world explorers? But we... I just wish they could have stuck to that you know, aesthetic with her parents just being neglectful and clearly not wanting Kimmy. I mean, they're doing that in Fuller House by not coming to her wedding and not seeing her. But I just I feel bad for Kimmy. I mean, growing up, I wasn't a big fan of her. I kind of pretty much put her on the same level as Steve Urkel, same level as Kramer, same level as the... Skippy character from Family Ties. He's pretty much Kimmy Gibbler slash Urkel wrapped into one kid who was in love with Alex P. Keaton, Michael J. Fox's little sister. Well, not little, little, because Jennifer's little, but uh, younger sister, Mallory, played by Justine Bateman. That's a good show. I did not finish it. I'm still somewhere in season five. I think there's like six or seven seasons and I just, I had to, I had to put a cork in it. I could not stand Alex P. Keaton's attitude towards women. It was just, but anyway, we're getting, uh, I'm getting off topic here. And I I honestly, I I love that Danny is doing this, but it's just kind of hypocritical being the fact that Joey is basically a female version of, Joey's a female version of Kimmy. Joey's a male version of Kimmy. He's always getting Danny into kooky and crazy things. I think more so than DJ and Kimmy getting up into trouble, you look at Joey and Danny's history, because they go all the way back to age like 11 or 12. And they're always getting up into some cray cray stuff. Okay, upon further inspection, M- it's Michelle Stephanie's making all these hand motions. I thought that's what Danny was doing, but no. For the whole time while Danny's talking to DJ, he's got one hand on her shoulder and the other one he's using to like point and make you know get his point across. <laughs> of course, Danny finally takes notice of Stephanie with all these hand gestures that she's doing as DJ goes up the stairs, and she's like, hmm, well, I guess we showed her. And Danny just kind of looks at her like, what, Stephanie, what? Go go somewhere else, Stephanie. (laughs) No, he's like, okay. What? Why? How?
0: Who?
4: (laughs) Whoa, baby! Mr. Tanner, I am really, really sorry.
3: It was your idea to throw my television over the (laughs) bannister?
4: No, no, no. We have a really good explanation. See, we wanted to watch the music videos and do our homework at the same time, and... You know, it sounded better before I said it. I I am really, really, really sorry. I talked DJ into it.
3: I appreciate your honesty, Kimmy, but just because you thought of a dumb idea doesn't mean DJ had to go along with it. You know, it seems every time the two of you get together, there's some kind of trouble. Good point,
4: Pop.
3: <laughs> Kimmy, I think it's time for you to go home.
4: Okay, but I want you to know that I am really, 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 sorry.
3: <laughs> DJ, for the next three weeks, you are not allowed to see or talk to Kimmy Gibbler.
0: That's
4: a month. Awesome but Dad, she's my best friend.
3: You know, I don't even know why you hang out with her. (laughs) You and Kimmy have nothing in common except maybe your schoolwork, and that's only because she copies it. Now go on up to your room.
1: Well, I guess we told her. So, all right, we go to the kitchen, and Stephanie and DJ are doing the cup game, which is, like, some version of they got a cup that's like upside down and then they're doing the clap 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 on the top of the cup and then they're doing all these things i can't keep up with that and i love how michelle's sitting there with them and she's doing a clap clap on the top of it because she can't keep up with i don't think i'd be able to, to keep up with that it's like my goodness So I get the standing ovation of the applaud afterwards. Really good. Really good. Bing, bang, boom. I found it. All right. Cup game. Children's clapping game. The cup game is a children's clapping game that involves tapping and hitting a cup using a defined rhythm. The game can be played by many players seated around a table and is often played in large groups. Each player possesses a cup and... In unison, the players tap out the defined rhythm using their cups. It can be played competitively where the rhythm speeds up in each round and a player making a mistake in the rhythm must drop out of the game with a new round starting after each elimination. And gameplay continuing until only one player remains with that player being the winner. Um... It doesn't say when this whole thing got going. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Um, in music, history. Uh, there are older cup games as well with rhythmic and moving passing of cups. Often there is a particular place in the rhythm where the passing is different, faster, and more difficult, and missing this pass puts a player out. A new round beginning with each elimination and the last player winning. Okay, um, it doesn't say exactly when this thing, uh, got going, as far as, like, when it started, like, in history, like, the first person to ever play this game, or, you know, anything like that. Let's just say it was created in the 80s, or the 90s, or the 70s, or the 60s, somewhere within the 50s and the 90s, and... Somewhere roughly in that time period. Unless they were doing it back in the 1800s, which, kudos for them. Gotta kill that boredom. Gotta kill that boredom. Yeah, I mean, literally, everyone's like, woo-woo! Whoa, whoa! Clapping, clapping. It's like, literally, it's like they're getting a standing ovation because they're just that good. And, of course, Michelle asked the question we are all asking. How do you do that? So, DJ's like, okay, well, you go... Clap, clap, one, two, three, clap, clap. You know what? I think it'll be easier to teach you patty cake. Oh, my goodness. There was another one. There was, like, um, my sister taught me this game as a kid. I can't remember. It has some really weird lyrics. It's like the slap, clap, two hands together, clap up, down type of thing. Kind of clap, da, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was looking on YouTube, I know it's not the cup clapping, but it was, I'm just trying to recall the songs that my sister tried to teach me with the hand clapping thing and I thought maybe, you know, there might be, some of the songs might come up on YouTube and it'll kind of jog my memory, but no, not none of the songs that they're doing are familiar to whatever, to to what I remember my sister teaching me when I was young. I thought there was one about where a girl whose hair, like, goes down the drain or something happened, and it changed, like, colors, or I can't remember. Something to that effect. So, Danny, of course, comes downstairs and says, hey, Deed, shouldn't you be getting dinner ready? And she's, oh, yeah, Dad, I'm on it. Um, I'll teach you patty cake later. And, of course, we hear from Michelle, ah, nuts. Oh, no, this isn't all nuts. This is, oh, she's only like three years old and doing the pinky swear thing that comes up in some episodes. So Joey comes up from his basement apartment or his basement room and he's got a couple of garment bags. Won't show Danny what's in it. It's like, Hey, I got the perfect plan to get our fraternity seal back. And Danny's like, Oh really? Yeah. What is it? And Joey's like, well, you'll just have to trust me. He's even got, I guess, a duffel bag with stuff in there, too. And Danny's all like, come on, Joey, just tell me. And Joey's like, hey, trust me. And Danny is, he's getting such suspicious. He's like, why won't you tell me? And Joey says, because I don't trust you. (laughs) It's like, yeah, if you let the cat out of the bag, and you tell him no. There's no way he's going through with it wait to the last minute where there's no choice. Like, it's now or never, Danny. Again, are you going to be the fraternity dud? Are you going to be a fraternity stud? <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing just watching it. see what they get that
4: in the it? How do you do that? Well, you go. Clap, clap, one, two, three. Clap, one. Why didn't I teach you patty cake instead? Okay, I hope it's fun.
3: DJ, shouldn't you be getting dinner ready?
4: Oh, right now, Dad. I'll teach you patty cake later pinky swear
3: pinky swear Danny I have everything we need to get our fraternity seal back don't worry it's the perfect plan oh yeah bag, what is it garment bag. you'll just have to trust me <laughs> come on Joey tell me trust me why won't you tell me because I don't trust you
1: <laughs> <laughs> bye,
0: bye, 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 guys, guys.
1: alright let's get to the fraternity, re- well, the sorority reunion, because these are all the ladies at the, I don't know Greek letters, something that looks like an upside down V, a T, and a triangle pyramid thing, letter, I don't know what it is. So, there's a lot of fake greenery, and a lot of potted plants. And, you know, the ladies just kind of sitting on the couch. Some are talking. You know, just... And then you see a a waiter. This guy just really skeezes me out. He really, really does. He's just weird and creepy looking. There's also a record player off to the side. Just below the sorority house flag. And then, of course, here we go. We got Danny in a... I'm going to say royal blue dress and a brown wig that's pretty close to his hair color. And then we have Joey in a. It looks like an off white, almost pinkish color dress, but it's like a pale, pale pink. Excuse me. And he's even got a blonde wig that is a shade or two lighter than his actual blonde hair. There is, even off to the right, as the boys enter, there is a punch bowl. There's this, it's like a lot of wicker type furniture, and there's this wicker, like, table that's got a glass tabletop to it, and then a punch bowl with a bunch of glasses, like, lined up along the side. Danny's also wearing a a string of pearls. I mean, none of the ladies are really paying attention as they enter, but... Okay, um, if you're gonna be ladies, you don't come in, like, with your arm through another lady's... You could just as easily walk in separately, but... The goal is to blend in, not stand out. So, Joey makes this plan sound so simple. Alright, now come on. We're just gonna grab the seal and leave. You are in a room full of people. The seal is somewhere off to the side, much farther in. Actually, it's uh, literally on the other side of the room. You have a room full of people. No way are you coming in, grabbing the seal, and leaving. You have all these witnesses. They may be talking, but... You know, they're in conversations with each other, but they would definitely notice if people walked into the room. And Danny's like, can't we just leave? And Joey's like, no. Oh, wait. We can't do this. And Danny's like, oh, Joey, thank goodness you've come to your senses. And Joey's like, no, you're lopsided. Because Danny's got, I don't know what they're using for fake boobs, whether it's socks or... And I will admit, I never stuffed a bra or anything as a teenager or someone that was developing. No, I never, never did. Then again, if you were to do that, what is a typical thing that we... I've heard toilet paper, I've heard balloons, I've heard... (laughs) Just a lot of crazy stuff, uh, oh yeah, and now and then I remember um there was um balloons that were filled with pudding. that's right, you know, to make it more uh lifelike apparently, watch the movie now and then. I did do a review on it I'm looking back at my wonder years. It's split up into two parts Joey. Because he's, like, trying to maneuver, like, make, it's like, oh, you're lopsided, Danny, as he takes Danny's fake boobs and tries to make them, I guess, asymmetrical, like, even on both sides, which, I don't know. I don't think anyone's, like, completely evened out on either sides. One's gonna be bigger than the other. I don't know. I could be wrong. But, of course, while they're doing that, we got a couple ladies that are looking over in sheer horror as one lady is groping another one's chest. I would be concerned. What's going on over there? Who are these ladies? (laughs) Joey finally realizes he's being watched, and he's got this look of... uh, Poor Danny looks horrified. He looks like... Like scared of his own shadow horrified. And we <laughs> Dan- Joey over here is almost giving these ladies a look like, what are you looking at? <laughs> so, yeah, Danny's ready to turn tail and run. He's like, that's it. I'm out of here. And he ends up bumping into this lady who looks like maybe she runs this sorority chapter. Or... So the lady says hi to Danny. Of course, this is when Danny has to pitch his voice pretty high. Like, oh, hello! liddy well, he introduces herself as Marianne. Marianne, class of 80. Which So DJ is 10 and 87 when the show premieres. So that means at this point class of 80, she would have been 3. So that means she would have been born in Seventy-seven. Trying to do the math because we know that Danny went to college, but we know that he also was a young father at that time because he and Pam got married when they were nineteen. Like I said, I've always called DJ kind of a like a. I don't know if oh, oops baby does sound kind of hurtful, but she was unexpected. Let's go that way. And I think that's why Danny and Pam had to, you know, they ran off and got married more than likely. They got... Yeah, exactly. So. Oh, Joey! (laughs) And she's like, hi, I'm Sheila and I have no class! (laughs) Joey! (laughs) I love, this episode is just I get such a kick out of it. These guys trying to be ladies. It's just, ugh. Danny introduces himself. It's April. And of course Mary Ann is like she's trying to be polite about it, but she's like, "Forgive me, but I don't remember either of you." And she's like, "And I'm pretty sure I would." Yeah, this is 10 years. How much can a person actually change in 10 years as far as their physical appearance? I'm not saying getting anything cosmetically done. I'm saying 10 years of aging. I mean, I still honestly don't look that different than I, I, if you've seen, you know, the Instagram, seen pictures and stuff, like, no, from age 10 on up, I until, you know, now 38 and a half, I don't look that different. I really, really don't. I don't, I mean, yeah, 10 years prior, Joey and Danny would have been in college. Other than the wigs and the dresses, their their faces are there. Oh, they might have put a little dab of lipstick here, there. Uh, but they didn't gl- glam out, like, really doll themselves up. The, the point where they're unrecognizable. They're not wearing, like... I mean, what if they went, like, dressed like a horse or something? That would be too obvious. The goal is to get in and get the seal, but of course they didn't plan to... Did they really not plan to be interacting with these ladies? They're just gonna slip in and out? Like a cat in the night? So, of course, Danny's April's like, Oh, well, we didn't belong to the San Francisco chapter. And Danny is like, oh, we're from uh, the Midwest. And Marianne's like, oh, where? And, of course, both Danny and Joey are like, Missouri, Illinois. (laughs) Like, guys, pick one. They really should have been. But then again, this was just sprung on Danny, like, the moment they drove up to the campus. They didn't do... This makes... Because there's an episode of the Golden Girls where... Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose and Sophia all decide to crash a high school reunion, but they do information. They do like a deep dive into the school that they're, you know, the reunion they're crashing. They get to know the people in the yearbook, you know, the class. As far as based on their photos, maybe based on, like, oh, this person looked like they were in the sports, this one was into art, this one was into, you know, he's a musician, blah, blah, blah. So they had information that way if they did, because they're coming in contact with other people. You're gonna want to pretend that you, you know, knew them, that you went to school with them by knowing some random fact. Joey and Danny didn't prepare at all because this was sprung on Danny at the last minute. If he had, if Joey had come up with this plan. Because they already knew they were going to sneak in and steal the, steal the seal. But that's about as far as it went. To mention the fact that Danny says, well, we're not from the San Francisco chapter. I'd be like, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure your chapter would have its own thing going on. Like, why would you come to ours or something like that? I mean, clearly they're more than welcome to be there. And she's not like, oh, well, you have to leave because you have to be... I mean, this is just a a function that's put on by the ladies, right? Kind of like in high school, like whoever the class president is, is the one that's going to set up all the uh, reunion and you know the invites like oh let's make sure we get you know this person and look up that person or oh, whatever happened to so and so can you get an invite out to them and stuff like that they are gonna know who's on the list because on um, golden girls they took the names of people that didn't show up to the reunion and they just took on those identities of course joey's like oh ew, it's a very big campus so luckily Marianne's like, oh, well, have a good time. And she walks off. Okay, good, good, good. And then, of course, we get a lady in a maroon colored dress or burgundy, whatever color you want to call it. You know, deep, dark red. And they're watching and they're like, oh, gosh, how do they walk? Like-? Because uh, they are they may be dressed in the part, but they that's pretty much everything else is a blank slate after that. You need to know how to walk like a lady, talk like a lady emote like a lady and Danny's like how do they walk like that and Joey's like I don't know but I'm glad they do guys guys guys, focus 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 you're here to steal the seal right granted yes they need to know how to walk like that it's all from the hips right that's what I've heard it's like you walk from the hips like yeah kind of like runway right like you're on a catwalk runway kind of Model thing? I don't know. I don't watch all this stuff. So, yeah, Joey and Danny, they walk like they're glued to the hip as they're sauntering into the room. They do see the seal. It is actually a stuffed seal with a X-E Is that an E? An E-E-E? X-E-E. It's yellow and red lettering. It's got like um, yeah, it's basically got like a dog shirt on it. <laughs> and um yeah, and it's 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 in this cabinet that's made of wood and it's got like chicken coop wire on it on <laughs> the front of it. <clears throat> I mean, I got to hand it to um the Delta whatever's from Fuller House. They had a whole security six system rigged up. They get it. The cap under a glass enclosure. They had a security system with lasers. This one is just, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's locked up. They can't just go over there and start prying open the cabinet and taking the seal. There's more to it than that. You got a room full of ladies. They may be in conversation, but you start hacking away at that cabinet to steal that seal, they're gonna be like, okay, what's up? So, (laughs) Joey's gonna go check on the seal, like, all right, let me see if there's a way to Try to get out of here without making a whole lot of racket and being a disturbance. Danny, of course, is trying to adjust to wearing women's hosiery, adjusting, bunching, that kind of thing. Pain in the butt, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Wearing any undergarments can be uncomfortable. You keep having to adjust and it get bunchy and then you gotta unbunch and it looks like you're picking out a wedgie. It's just, buh, buh. The trials of being a human being and having to wear layers, so many layers. Oh, Danny, this is the thing you excuse yourself and go to the restroom for because he's hiking up his dress and, like, I guess, like his hosiery, nylons, whatever, are kind of a like slipping, so he's trying to adjust. In the middle of a room with a bunch of people, they're not taking notice. But here comes this disgusting looking waiter who really should be in a jail cell somewhere. He is just he he's one of those weirdos with the glasses and it's just this guy creeps me out. He should be behind bars. Because he's going around and he's hitting on Danny because as he he's adjusting this support, not support hose, but hosiery, this dude comes up like, need a hand? Uh, that is disgusting. I would have slapped him across the face. And even Danny's like, uh, excuse me? This guy literally has been trailing Danny with his eyes. As he says, I've had my eyes on you from the moment you walked in. Like he 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 seems very predator predatorial like he's got short hair that's parted on the side, and it just uh, yeah, <laughs> and he's even saying like you're not like the other girls, does he use that line with all ladies that he's hitting on really think that line's gonna work, and Danny is thoroughly getting creeped out. <laughs> As the guy's, like, putting a hand on his shoulder, and when he's like, you're not like the other girls around here, and Danny's like, thank you for noticing. (laughs) Yeah, and both of them, both Danny and this guy are really, really tall, like, well over six feet, and the guy states, a couple of tall timbers like us could start quite a forest fire, if you get my meaning. Got a business card that he like slips just under the shoulder part of the dress, and I love how Danny like just looks and says stuff and he's saying how rude. <laughs> yeah, but before the guy before she he says how rude. He's like later you me lambada. Yeah, this is where Danny's like how rude. <laughs> Danny of course wants to relay this info he just got hit on by that waiter <laughs> he's like because he's going over to Joey who's still by the seal trying to figure out how we gonna get this open and take it without uh... wait a minute what if Danny's tall right he, he's tall he could stand in front of Joey and block him as Joey is trying to get into the cabinet and try to be as quiet as possible other than, I mean, if they hadn't bumped into Marianne, they could have just kept mingling because no one's like going out to them and talking to them, like coming up to them. Everyone's either standing in a group of ladies or they're lounging on the couch just casually conversating about what they've been doing with their lives in the last 10 years. I mean, I'm sure some of them got married, had babies, careers, all that stuff. This is a full-on cabinet, because when they close up on it, it just... I thought it was, like, a single, like, top-bottom cabinet. It is, like, a cabinet cabinet. Like, you would put, like, your fine china in, or something to that effect. Or your glass stemware. I really didn't think it was a double-sided cabinet. So, yeah, Danny's like, Joey, the waiter just tried to pick me up. And I love Joey's, like... Don't settle for anything less than a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, Joey states the odd, uh, obvious, Danny, there's women everywhere, like how are we gonna get that seal? So Joey's the one that comes up with, alright, I'll create a diversion, you break in, and grab the seal. Where? Isn't there a crowbar that comes into the matter of trying to break it? into this situation here? Oh my goodness.
3: Oh, come on, we're just gonna grab the seal and leave. Can't we just leave? No, come on, wait, we can't do this. Thank goodness you come to your senses. No, you're lopsided.
0: Do anything for me. I'm out of here. Uh,
2: Hi. Hello. I'm Mary Ann, class of 80. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sheila, and I have no class. (laughs) Oh, she's such a funster. (laughs) Hello, I'm April. Forgive me, but I don't remember either of you, and I'm pretty sure I would. Oh, uh, well, we didn't belong to the San Francisco chapter. <laughs> We're from the Midwest. Oh, where? A worry.
3: <laughs> it was a very big
2: campus. <laughs> well, have a good time. Thank you. Oh, no. Bye. Oh, hi.
3: Yeah. You look great. How do they walk like that? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad they do.
2: <laughs> we can do that. Hi. Hi, excuse us, hi.
0: John, there's the seal.
2: I'll go check it out.
3: Okay. Need a hand? Excuse me. I've had my eyes on you from the moment you walked in. You're not like the other girls. Thank you for noticing. A couple of tall timbers like us could start quite a forest fire. Here's my card. Later, you, me lumbata
0: how rude excuse me hello
3: joey joey that waiter just tried to pick me up don't settle for anything less than a doctor
0: excuse
3: us us. look Danny there's women everywhere I'll create a diversion you break in grab the seal
1: So yes, leave it to Joey to create the best distraction possible because it's like, Danny's going to try to break the seal out of the cabinet. I need to get these ladies in an activity where they're doing something all together and not paying attention to what's going on over there. So he's like, ladies, listen up. Listen up, girls. And everyone's still talking. And Joey does this whistle that I mean I can't do it but good for him cuz he needs to get their attention. I love how he like lifts his leg up and does the uh the finger mouth whistle thing and everyone's got he's got everyone's attention now. So was like girls how do I say this this party is rather a uh, boring. <laughs> love how when he so says that it's boring some of the ladies are actually nod in agreement like yeah he's right or she's she's right yes the it, kind of boring. We're we're just sitting here chatting. We can do that over the phone. And Joey continues. Now, in the Illinois chapter, we, Illinois, Illinois chapter, we used to roast Winnies and burp Tupperware. But what we really loved is the limbo. (laughs) Oh, because he's making his way over to the record player, which just happens to have limbo music on love because <laughs> he hits a button and automatically limbo music comes on and you just see Marianne like oh sounds like fun <laughs> she's like really into it he must be the head of the sorority oh he wraps up the flag and that way he's got basically a limbo stick so he joey is holding it with another lady as Marianne goes under i don't think i've Gosh, I don't think I have ever limboed before. Like, ever. Quinny, have you ever limboed? Hmm? Never? Not even at a party? Not at all? Not even accidentally? Hmm, interesting. You look like a limbo girl. Actually, she doesn't look like a limbo girl. She looks like a girl that is just like, hey, look, I'm chilling on the bed here. What more do you want from me? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to do it. <laughs> She's not going to meow for me. So we do see, we get a peek of Danny over there. He actually has a mini, looks like a mini crowbar that he's trying to break open that cabinet with. It's a wooden cabinet, so you can imagine it's going to be making... <laughs> creaking hinges and wood splintering and he's just gonna destroy the cabinet to get the seal out oh so, yeah of course like hey sheila why don't you give it a try you know they're talking to joey's character here and of course marion's like sheila baby come on <laughs> and of course i love how joey's like touching his way like making sure that it's on and, he, and sheila's like how low can i go I'm a limbo bimbo. <laughs> and he goes under the, the bar. Uh, he, he comes up. And of course, his wig fell off. Of course it did. Because he's Joey. Of course, you see as he goes underneath, he shakes the back of his head. Because of course, the wig is supposed to come off. And wow, they're shocked. <laughs> The the look of shock, especially on Marianne's face, is just one of horror and just utter disgust. You see the wig is on the floor, and you see it's got like a tag on the inside of it. (laughs) That wig couldn't be any more fake if it tried. Yeah, Marianne is just, she's shocked and angry, like, This bimbo's a man! And Joey's like, oh, I'm so happy. Thank goodness I don't have to live this lie another minute. Joey's hair, having been under that wig, is slicked back. And it just looks sweaty. And I remember wearing, like, a clown wig or something for fifth grade for Halloween. And I just remember the huge headache that I got from wearing it. And I don't know if that's just from... I mean, it's not like I get a headache if I'm putting a hat on my head or something, but I don't know for whatever- it was just a rainbow type curly wig you'd pick up at like a a Kmart or something I'm sure it was like under five dollars just i just remember just i mean it wasn't a splitting headache but it was an un, just uncomfortable. And then I I think it was, like, where you would go around from classroom to classroom in your costume. Because I thought, like, the other one, like, there is this, like, dog, bloodhound dog mask I, I wore, like, for fifth or fourth grade? I can't remember. Oh, and that one was difficult because it's, like, the mask, like, got, like, shifted as we were walking from classroom to classroom. And I could... It was becoming difficult to like kind of see through it because the holes were kind of shifted, and it's just like trying not to bump into the person in front of me. Or... I love how Joey like changes his voice back to normal, like grab a, grab a seal <laughs> to Joey, and of course, now everyone's attention is diverted over to Danny finally prying open that cabinet. So the women all go after Danny. They're like stop him! Lock the door! Lock the door! Oh my gosh. I love now it's like a football game. Like Danny I'm open! (laughs) It's almost like Joey's in a football game. He's got a seal tucked over one arm and he's got his hand like a stop stop, like (laughs) his hand is like out. <laughs> to like, like he's <laughs> in a football game. Is that really how they run in a football game? It's like I got the football under my arm, please, I got my hand down there. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Joey flings it to Danny. It's almost like a game of monkey in the middle, but there's nobody in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Marianne, you are a vicious girl. She runs past. Danny rips that wig off his head. <laughs> The look of shock is Danny. Uh, Danny's got, I forgot, yeah, now that you don't see the wig, Danny's got these big white, like, pearl earrings that cover the majority of his earlobe. Some lady remembers Danny from 10 years ago. And she's like, it's the geek! Tickle him! Oh, God. The geek, really? He was, like, 20 years old, peoples. What's going on here? So, yeah, Danny has got, like, a lady, like, jumps on Danny's back. And we got Marianne, like, someone's trying to rip the seal out of Danny's hand. And they're taking Danny. Danny's going down. So he's like, okay, hey, no, Joe, go, Joey. And then he throws it to Joey, who clearly is probably going to be taken down by other. Like I said, this is a room full of, like, 15. It feels like 15 to 20 women are at this thing. And he's got, like, two ladies that are, like, tickling him. Like, ew. I mean, I don't think it was funny ten years ago. I mean, I wasn't there, but it ain't funny now either. Tickling a grown man. Joey, again, with the hand out front, like, don't stop me. <laughs> I'm gonna plow on my way. There's nobody to that's coming at him from the front. Everyone's just like, what's going on? So, yeah, a lady ends up, like, knocking Joey down by Danny, and they're just tickling him. I can—I mean, it's one thing to be tickled as a kid, like, ah, it's so funny, but being tickled as an adult, I'm just like, it's weird. I don't think your, uh, your tickle meter goes, like, uh, mute as you become an adult, right? You can still be, like, something can still tickle you, but... I just don't th- it's not cute to tickle an adult that's just we I don't know it's just it's mm. Jeremy apparently isn't ticklish at all it's like I don't think he is but then again we don't go around tickling each other all the time that's just weird I don't know it just it just feels like as a kid it's funny and everything <laughs> but as an adult it's just like yeah we don't do that anymore that's we don't do that kind of thing Ray Quinney, do you like to be tickled I'd like to tickle you, Quinn-Win. Tickle your belly. Yes, I'll tickle you. (laughs) I love Danny. They're tickling. He was like, oh no, stop it. Stop, you're killing me. (laughs) Okay, I see it now. Okay, because I'm like, how did he get that wig back on? Because it fell off. No, we see, before the scene cuts over, we see... Joey reached down and grabbed the wig, which is kind of a moot point now because everyone knows he's, he ain't no lady, <laughs> but they tickle the guys and they finally lift them up and Joey, Danny just looks awkward not wearing that wig, um, but they're ha- Joey and Danny are handcuffed together. So Danny looks down and sees that he and Joey are handcuffed together. And he says, this isn't funny. And then Marianne's like, it's not supposed to be. I'm a police officer. As she holds out her badge. He says, you're both under arrest for attempted burglary. Wait a minute. They stole a seal from them. Are you serious right now? Really? 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 I, I don't think the college is gonna really care, regardless of who has the sale. I mean, so they probably grow up. It's been ten years. You need to get over yourself. But even think about it. Think about it. If they actually went to their reunion with the guys who basically burned Danny's college, up or uh, I already forgot their college. Chi Sigma Sigma. Because they had that song in my head for like days after I couldn't get it out of my head. But it's like, what if they went there and they said, Danny, you're not welcome. Joey can stay, but you have to go. Or they're like, I mean, or would they even care? Like if Joey's like, hey, I got an idea for how we can get the seal back. And the guys are like, it's been 10 years. We've moved on. In fact... We have a new seal. See, it's right over there in that cabinet. And you can't touch it. <laughs> now, I'm going to bring up the How Rude Full House podcast. When they covered this episode, they did bring up a good point that is interesting. Because, now, we know that Joey and Danny went to college. But did Pam go to college? And if she did, what if she? this was her sorority? Let's just say. That it was. Well, the How Road podcast brings up the fact, like, what if Joey and Danny were there in disguise? And the ladies there just, like, toasted a glass in honor of Pam's memory. That would make it really awkward. But, yeah, because we honestly, we don't know much about Pam, other than the tidbits we've gotten from the girls, you know, DJ and Stephanie, maybe a little bit here and there from from Danny and his high school days dating Pam, uh, some goofy sibling antics rival stuff with Jesse and Pam when they were playing tricks on each other as kids, you know, revenge tricks, and it's just, other than that, it's like, there's a whole... lot of time that a whole lot that we don't know about Pam and I wish we could have I would have loved Pam's backstory you know what I would have loved I would have loved Jesse's parents Nick and Irene talking about other than you get that scene from an episode in season two when Nick is saying how when you moved in here to help Danny with the girls, you know, after your sister, you know, God rest her soul, passed away. I mean, that that really, you really stepped up there. But that's about the only thing that we get from them on her. And it's almost like... But she was your daughter and she died. You have no... I mean, I get it. You know, they're side characters and stuff. And unless it's, you know, to the plot, important to the plot, they're they are not going to spend time on it. Which, I get it. It's like a 24-minute show, so... I just would have loved to have seen... Like, honestly, I really think... What do you think? Do you think that maybe Pam was a stay-at-home mom? You know raising DJ like well you're going to college I mean I could have went I I had a scholarship to such and such place in San Francisco and now you know you know maybe that's like I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom you know we'll have a lot of babies but then again I mean Danny and Pam were young young parents and he was, you know, working his way through college to get that uh, sportscaster degree. Or, uh, I don't even know what the official term, name for the degree would have been. But And I, I, I call ridiculousness on this charge. Like, oh, you're being arrested for attempted burglary. The SEAL did not even leave the room. It's fine. But let's just say, let's just hypothetically throw it out there. Let's say they got the SEAL and they got out of there. Let's just say. Then they go back to their reunion, which is going on at the same time this one is. Like, hey, we got it. We got the seal. And all the uh, their fraternity brothers turn and look. And they're like, what? What are you talking? To- Dude, we're having a good time. We're talking about... we. Seriously? We've moved on. I don't think they would have like if Joey would have come to them like hey fraternity bros let's go steal the seal like no we're here to hang out man we haven't seen each other in like 10 years you can if you want to go and do that go for it but the charge that Marianne brings on Danny and Joey just doesn't make any sense and they're not going to I don't wait the women after Marianne says you're being you're under arrest for attempted burglary all the that are like cra- clapping like Woo! Yeah! Literally nothing else was going on at that sorority uh, get-together. Not a thing. These women are probably in their 30s at this point. You know, they're probably married, probably got some kids. They're like, this is a night out for them to just chill, relax, recline on a couch, sip some wine, you'll have some, you know, hors d'oeuvres, crackers, cheese, what have you. And just chill and just hang, just you know, catch up with the ladies. Like, what you've been doing in the last ten years? You have kids? Here, let me show you mine. I got. Let me pull pictures out of my wallet here. You know, because iPhones haven't been phones haven't been invented, where we can show each other pictures on our phone now. <laughs> no, Facebook was around, so that way they can be like, hey, set up like an event on Facebook and like. <laughs> invite people to it
0: listen up girls (laughs) girls how do i say this um this party is rather uh, boring
3: (laughs) now in the illinois chapter we used to roast weenies and burp tupperware but our favorite was
0: the LIMBO! <laughs> <laughs> sounds
1: like fun! <laughs> okay, everybody on! <laughs> <buddy, line up. laughs> Lily's having too much fun!
2: You take a turn too, Sheila. <laughs>
0: Come on, Sheila, baby! How <laughs> low <laughs> <laughs> can I go? I'm a limbo bimbo! <laughs>
2: Joey!
3: Oh. It's a man! Oh. Thank goodness! I don't have to live this lie another
0: minute! <laughs> Grab the, you Grab r- the seal! <laughs> Stop him! <laughs> Stop the door! Stop the door. Oh. Joey! I'm <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like a ball! Oh god, it's good! <laughs> Check <laughs> <me out. laughs> Oh! Joey! Oh, oh, oh. Stop
2: <laughs> hey, this isn't funny. It's not supposed to be. I'm a police officer, and you're both under arrest for attempted burglary. Oh, right. You tease.
0: <laughs>
1: So, Marianne brings <laughs> Joey and Danny down to the police station to book them. And <laughs> Danny, of course, is furious at Joey, like, why did you talk me into this? <laughs> and he just looks at Joey, he's like, Joey, why are you still wearing that wig? And of course, (laughs) Joey says, because otherwise I'd look silly. So the officer's name is Simpson and he takes one look at Danny and Joey and is like, well, what do we have here? A fashion violation? (laughs) This guy's clearly enjoying this. And Joey says, hey, this happens to be a copy of a very expensive ensemble. What does that mean? Danny is like gotta remind Joey. He's like, yeah, and this happens to be jailed. Shut up! Oh, Marianne, thank goodness we will never see this woman again. She's like, well, it's too bad you don't have money for bail. Didn't your mother tell you guys always to put emergency money in your purse? I don't know. Are people usually walking around with what fifty bucks or what? What did bail cost back then? I and mean, it's a, a little offense, which didn't even. All they got was it out of the cabinet. They didn't even leave the room. Why couldn't she have just said, hey, you know, they they catch him say, okay, you need to leave. Why go through, I mean, granted, we wouldn't have the funny scenes coming up. But <laughs> why go through all of this mess of booking them, putting them in a holding cell with, like, three or four other guys that are, are doing hard time? And the lady just chuckles cruelly at them. She says, that's what you get for messing with Lambda Tau Delta. So I gotta look for that Candace loves Jeff or Jeff loves Candace or likes Candace or something or other to that effect. Cause Officer Simpson opens the cell and says, in you go gentlemen. (laughs) So we got the big guy here with the sleeveless black... Tea, and he's wearing like Tom Cruise Risky Business Ray-Bans and he's like, guess what? It's happy hour. And we got, of course, the guy with the jean jacket who we all know from episodes like this one, the one in the airport lounge played again, Jesse, the one from the Super Bowl episode, the one from Jesse's almost, you know, graduation from night school where they're on that subway and the subway gets, you know, stopped for whatever reason. He, he's the guy in the jean jacket eating the El Bloto sub. Oh, we got we got a bit of graffiti. Let's see what we... Let's see. One says, let me out. O-U-T in all caps. One says, lean on Mimi. One says, the... I can't- the comment was here? Like, 88 or something? I can't tell what that is. Something else says 1990. Something I think says Jason. Maybe once we get further into the cell, we will see. And then we got some guy who's wearing a long-sleeved, white V-neck shirt. I've never seen in my life, and I think he's got a mustache. Danny, of course, you know, he's never been arrested, so he's nervous. He's like, uh, excuse me, officer, would you? You wouldn't happen to, perchance, maybe have a training cell, would you? And, of course, Officer Simpson's not amused. He's like, thumbs behind him, like, move it! And Joey's like, hey, Danny, would you try to act tough? You're sweating like a pig. And of course, Danny's like, it's this wimpy women's deodorant. It just doesn't cut it. Hey, our deodorant is not wimpy. It smells delightful. Speaking of deodorant, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the powder deodorant or do you like the gel deodorant? I'm. I, I gotta have the gel. I, I don't. The white, powdery stuff just doesn't do it. It leaves streaks, marks, that kind of thing on the inside of your shirt. I just, the gel goes on easier. It just seems like the powdered solid kind is more like rough when it rubs up against your underarms. I mean, that's just me. I could, you know, other people may like, like the powdered solid kind over the the gel kind. At least with the gel, I feel like I'm getting that protection because you're feeling it go on as you're swiping it up and down, right? Especially as it gets warmer and into summer. it's like you want to make sure your underarms are protected. Because the last thing you want to do is smell like a teen girl going through the thrones of puberty and just stinky, stinky, stinky. I don't know about you, but I mean, I know there are worse smells than B.O., but B.O.'s up there is a really nasty stench. I would never want to have to experience that again. Joey's, <laughs> the way he goes into the cell, he's like trying to be all macho, kind of swinging his shoulders like, look at me, i have done hard time. He takes that wig off, whips it off his head, and just chucks it like a bowling ball into that cell. Oh, he's trying to put on a tough guy, out he's So, what did you... How can I do this? What did you guys... What did you lugs get busted for? And one of them says, Scalping. And... And Danny's like, Tickets! And the guy goes, No. Like, Oh! ooh, Oh! Oh my gosh. You just see, at the same time, Danny and Joey take their hand and just run it through their hair. Like, oh, they know. They know. That's dark. That is very, very dark. Okay, so we do see a little more graffiti. We see Elvis, 1959. We see Robin plus something. We see something under that. says, better in this something foot maybe so Danny quickly excuses himself like excuse me your criminalities it's time for my phone one phone call officer phone call (laughs) as Danny gets out of there to make that precious phone call oh it says Robin plus cannonball I'm still looking for Jeff loves Candace or something oh the three guys surround Joey oh my gosh. And Joey's like, oh, you guys, uh, you guys like impressions? You like Popeye? I cannot do a Popeye to save myself. Oh, he's like, you guys like Popeye? They are literally circling Joey like they're vultures about to descend on their next meal. Oh. Just eyeing Joey in that woman's woman's dress, and I'm just like, oh, Joey, I'm here for your life. Joey, why are you still wearing that wig? Because otherwise I'd look
3: silly. Well, what do we have here? A fashion violation? Hey, this happens to be a copy of a very expensive ensemble. And this happens to be jail. Shut up!
2: Well, it's too bad you couldn't pay your bail. Didn't your mother tell you guys to always put emergency money in your purse? <laughs> That's what you get for messing with Lambda tau, Delta
3: in you go gentlemen guess what it's happy hour Uh, excuse me uh we're kind of new at this you wouldn't for chance have a training cell would you move it would you try to act tough you're sweating like a pig it's these wimpy women's deodorants they just don't cut it Get busted for scalping tickets
0: no
2: <laughs> uh,
3: excuse me your criminalities i think it's time for my one phone call sergeant phone call you guys like
4: popeye <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Alright, so now we go back to the house. DJ is fulfilling her pinky sweater promise of teaching Michelle Pattycake. And of course they get interrupted by a phone call. Okay, here's the thing. On the st- On the st- Okay, this is- almost looks like the same stereo. I don't think it is, though. Because there's a stereo at that sorority house. Common room center. And, well, anyway, on this one here at the house, there's, you know, one of those toys for toddlers that, you know, you're learning, you know, your hand movement, you know, eye coordination, all that fun stuff. You know, the rings that you take off and then you put back on this, Thing base, I guess, if you want to call it. Michelle is now three. I can see her wanting, you know, playing with that maybe when she's like two or whatever. In fact, I remember that from the Baby Love episode when they're trying to cheer Michelle up. That is one of the things that one of the kids tries to cheer her up with, or maybe one of the guys. But it's like it's just sitting there on the the stereo. And I'm just thinking, if she's not playing with it, why is it there? Nikki and Alex have not been born yet. Won't be born yet for at least two and a half more seasons. So what is the point? Okay, so DJ excuses herself like, hold on, Michelle. And we do see Michelle go, ah nuts. (laughs) So DJ picks up the phone and says... It's probably an automated voice saying, you have a collect call. Will you accept the charges? And DJ has this confused look on her face. She's probably never gotten a call like this in her life. She's like, uh, yeah, so I'll accept the charges. Okay, so I remember a time. I was actually probably right around DJ's age. I got a call like that, you know, when I was, you know, living at home with my dad and whatnot. And I got one of those calls. And I said, no, I wouldn't accept the charges. And it turned out to be it was my sister calling to be. I don't know whether she needed to be picked up somewhere or what was going on. But I didn't accept the charges because I thought my dad would be angry with me if I did. I didn't know what the charges would be, how much it would cost to accept that phone call. But I remember in junior high... Because they didn't have cash, you know, change on me to use the payphone. For all you kids out there, payphone is something that used to be around plentiful in places when we did. Because cell phones really weren't out too much yet. And if you had it, you clearly, they were very expensive. Anyway, I called. and <laughs> had no cash. I used the payphone in my middle school. And I called because it had a sticker on there that said you could call collect. And I would, like, call my grandma or something like that. And she told me, please do not use Collect to call me. Because I don't know. I wonder how expensive that was to call Collect. Collect is usually, that should be strictly for emergencies only. You better be in a situation where you need help immediately. Not 911 help, but if you're, like, stranded somewhere and you just got to a payphone, and you can't get a hold, like... Like I said, pre-cell phone era, then it it's not just for you to casually call whoever like I was doing in like 6th, 7th, or 8th grade. But yeah, back to the one about, you know, accepting the one from my sister. Not accepting the one from my sister because my sister was angry when she got home. She's like, why didn't you accept that call? I'm like, I thought dad would be angry with me. Because my dad would always be complaining about bills, whether it be... The phone bill, the grocery bill, we always had to keep it at a certain amount. Like, if it went over, like, $50, my dad would start to, like, uh, grumble and grimace. The thing is, also, another thing, long distance was expensive. I had a friend that, like, 30 miles away, or 30 minutes away from me. And I could barely ever talk to her because... She lived in another town that was 30 minutes away and was considered long distance. So that's kind of how we lost touch with each other through pretty much all of, uh... Because she moved at the end of 6th grade. I didn't see her in 7th grade and 8th grade. I didn't see her again until she moved back to my hometown at the beginning of our freshman year of high school, so... But anyway, back to DJ. She accepts this collect call. Mind you, it's just DJ and the girls. There is no Uncle Jesse's off in the woods somewhere surviving the wilderness on his motorcycle so danny explains to dj like hi sweetheart um i have kind of a problem joey and i we pulled kind of a silly prank tonight and we uh wound up in jail of course as soon as he's like we're sort of in jail dj on the other end is like you're where and danny right away is like i don't want you to scare your sisters when you were DJ's age, could you contemplate the difference between what jail is and what prison is? Because usually jail is just something that's temporary, right? You're only there for a smidge, right? And Or maybe you're going to be, you know, transferred to a prison. or I don't know. I don't know how that kind of works. But I thought, like, jail is something that is just, it's temporary. I can imagine, I mean... Stephanie is, I don't even know where Stephanie is. She's probably upstairs playing in her room or something by herself. But that, you know, hearing your parent is in jail, I mean, that would spook me. So being that Jesse isn't there, the only options are to either call Becky or to call Grandma. So clearly since uh, Grandma is probably still living in... Uh, Seattle, because I don't know, we never learn if she actually officially makes the trip and moves to you know, in the Granny Tanny episode, Danny was like, well, we can try to get you an apartment in the city (sighs) but yeah, the only other option is probably Jesse's parents or Becky because Jesse's out of town for the weekend but yeah Danny's like, look, give them the checkbook that's on my dresser Because, what, you can't run to an ATM and get cash? You can write a check. No one's carrying their checkbook around with them. Just casually. Unless they need it for something. Pretty much everyone's either paying... A lot of people use a card to pay for stuff now, then you see cash being accepted. Powell Street Police Station. Okay. Okay you know that's funny it's like i don't remember him saying the name of the police powell street police station i just thought it was the police station danny says and have them bail us out immediately and dj's like okay don't worry dad you can count on me now dj's in a predicament because well it turns out she can't get a hold of becky or you know grandpa and grandma katsopoulos but she's got Michelle and Stephanie there. Michelle's about, what, three years? She's three years old now, right? Steph has got to be, what'd she say? Uh, when she crashed the car. Eight years old, I think Joey said. Like, no driving the car until you're eight. To Michelle. And, yeah, an eight-year-old is not watching a three-year-old by herself. That is child neglect. That is CPS issue right there. So now DJ's got to find someone to watch the girls while she goes and bails out her dad and Joey. (laughs) And we hear Joey, Danny! (laughs) They have drawn a chalk outline of Joey on the floor of the holding cell. And Danny goes back to the phone, DJ, hurry!
4: Uh, here's how you play patty cake patty cake patty cake (laughs) hold on uh (laughs) next. hello yes i'll accept the charges
3: uh sweetheart um i have a little bit of a problem (laughs) joey and i we pulled kind of a silly prank tonight and we're sort of uh in jail
4: you're where?
3: Shh! I don't want to scare your sisters. Now listen carefully to me. I want you to call Grandma or Becky and give them the checkbook on my dresser and have them come down to the Powell Street Police Station and bail us out immediately.
4: Okay. Don't worry, Dad. You can count on me. Really?
3: <sighs> oh, DJ,
1: hurry! So, Joey is screaming for Danny. 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 Are we out? And Danny's like, don't worry. Bail is on its way. Don't worry about it. Of course, the guy with the Ray-Bans and the black sleeveless shirt is like, Danny, I think I know you. Aren't you Danny Tanner? And of course, Danny's like, that depends. Does that make you happy or sad? The guy goes over to Danny. He's like, you're the host of Wake Up San Francisco. And the guy is like, I love that show. And he says, he, he puts an armor on Danny. He's like, you have a big following in prison. Because the other two guys get up and they're smiling too. Well, the guy with the jean jacket is smiling. The guy with the uh, white shirt is just kind of, the v-neck shirt is just kind of looking at Danny confused. That guy looks like he shouldn't be there, honestly. Because the guy with the jean jacket looks tough. And so does the guy with the Ray-Bans. But this other guy just looks like... He honestly looks like he could pass for a factory worker or a construction worker. Or some guy who works with his hands. And I love how Joey is, like, splayed out in that... Chalk outline drawing on the floor, and he's like trying to lift his head to like see what's going on. And and Danny just kind of runs with like, really? Did you ca- happen to catch my segment on the southwestern cooking last week? Oh, and the guy's like, oh, loved it. And Danny's like, oh yeah, it's interesting because because we don't like to you know simulate cooking. We really cook it on the stove. Like yeah, because it's all happening right there. And, of course, we kind of cut away from that and go into, hopefully, DJ finding somebody to watch the girls so she can go bail out Danny and Joey. Even though I don't think she tell she ain't gonna tell Stephanie and Michelle what's going on. I gotta go bail Dad out from jail or something like that. No, she's not gonna freak them out because that would scare them. Well... It would scare Stephanie, because I I think Michelle is only three, and I really don't think she would understand what the concept of jail is. Danny,
3: are we out of here? Danny? Danny! Bail is on the way.
2: Danny, I think I know you. Aren't you Danny Tanner?
3: That depends. Does that make you happy or sad?
2: (laughs) You're the host of Wake Up San Francisco. I love that show. (laughs) You have a big following in prison.
3: Really Did you happen to catch my segment on Southwestern cooking last week Loved it You know it's interesting because we don't like to make simulated cooking stuff We really cook it on the spot.
1: Oh Kimmy Yes because as soon as TJ opens the door Kimmy is like Your dad's in the slammer <laughs> How many slang words are there for jail The slammer The big house Oh gosh Sure, there are others, and he's just like. Shh. And Kimmy says, "She's like, what did he do? Dustbust a cop?" <laughs> so and DJ tells her, "Like, look, I don't know what he did, but I can't find Becky or Grandma anywhere. I tried calling them." So when she says "Grandma," I'm guessing she means Danny's mom, as in she's now living in San Francisco because she doesn't say. I didn't couldn't get a hold of grandpa or grandma Kassaphilus. So basically DJ says, "So I have to go down myself and bail him and Joey out." So Steph comes in with Michelle and she sees Kimmy and says, "Kimmy, you're not allowed in this house for 3 weeks." Of course, we get another famous line from Michelle. "You're in big trouble, mister." <laughs> And DJ, I mean, she doesn't say where she's going. She's like, it's okay, because I have to go out. But Kimmy's going to watch you. And I love Stephanie's line. And she says, will not we stand a better chance of taking care of ourselves? Well, you might. But again, CPS isn't going to care for that. And DJ says, look, I just have to run an errand. Oh, there's my cab, because the cab honks outside. So she puts a hand on Stephanie's shoulder and says, don't worry, Steph. Everything will be fine. And Michelle, of course, what about my patty cake? And DJ tells her, well, I'll teach you patty cake later. Michelle again is like, oh, nuts again. And then Stephanie immediately, as soon as DJ leaves and closes the door, she looks at Kimmy and she says, "What? what's wrong? And Kimmy, of course, is, never fear, Gibbler's here. <laughs> Stephanie, sh- Throws up her hands like, oh, I feel much better now. So Michelle asks Kimmy, will you teach me patty cake? And Kimmy says, sure, I'll teach you squirt. And of course Michelle's like, okay, but don't call me squirt. Your dad's in the slammer? Shh. What did
4: he do? Dust bust a cop? Look, I don't know what he did, but I can't find Grandma or Becky, so I have to go down myself and bail him and Joey out. Kimmy! Now I've been out this house for three weeks. You're in big travel, mister. <laughs> um, it's okay. I have to go out, so Kimmy's gonna watch you. Who might stand a better chance taking care of ourselves? <laughs> Look, I just have to run an errand. Uh, that's my cab. Don't worry, Steph, everything will be fine. What well, about <laughs> my patty cake? I'll teach you your patty cake later. Oh, i nuts not saying. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong? Never fear, Gibbler's here. Oh, I feel much better now.
1: <laughs>
4: Will you teach me, Patty Cake? Sure, I'll teach you, Squirt.
1: Thank you, but don't call me Squirt. So now we get back to the jail cell, and those three guys are doing a rockets type performance lifting their legs up singing new york new york and i love how joey is just like clapping along and just like yeah it's like joey's hair just looks so like sweaty and just blah from being under that wig Danny just sitting on the end of that bench there like a bump on a log. Like, oh, my life has come to this. And after the performance, Joey's like clapping and Danny just grabs Joey's hand. Like, stop. Don't encourage them. And the guy with the bray bands and sleeveless black tee says, We're available in three to five years. You're telling me they're staying three to five years together in that jail cell? Wouldn't they move on to like a, a prison or something? I I honestly thought, like, jail is like a temporary holding place until they decide what to do with you. Whether they release you back into the world, or whether they transport you to, uh, a lifelong facility somewhere. And Danny says, great, I'll have my parole officer call your parole officer. Okay, I do see it here. Let me, maybe I can even get a picture of this and put it on, like, the podcast Twitter page and the Facebook page, The be Trivia said looking for Candace and Jeff, and it's right on the other side of Danny's head. Yeah, because there's one to the side of Danny's head that it's a heart with an arrow going through that says Candace and Jeff. And then there's one on the in between Joey and Danny that says Kent. It looks like Kent plus Pam. And then there's, like, in bubble letters, like, earlier on in the prison cell or the jail cell, there's bubble letters that spelt out Candace. And I kept looking for Jeff's name, and I wasn't seeing it. But I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's more obvious here than... There's also something between Danny and Joey's shoulder. It says Victor's con something. There's something, I think, beside behind Joey's back it looks like it says, like, music box or something. There's a name that says Joyce on there. There's something that says something chicks. Those three guys are all like, yes, yes, as they sit on the bench on the opposite side of the jail cell. Michelle. DJ comes down. She's got her purse with her. Coming to bail them out. And of course... You know that Danny's surprised to see DJ there because that's probably the last thing he wanted is have his daughter see him in jail. Mind you, again, DJ had no idea because all Danny said was, oh, Joey and I, we did this silly little prank that we wound up in jail. She has no idea because she's looking for Danny and she says to the Officer Simpson, I'm looking for Danny Tanner and the officer doesn't even look in her direction. He just kind of thumbs behind himself. He's like, blue dress. He nods and turns, and we see Danny and Joey just do a like embarrassed wave, like, hi. <laughs> oh, there is a thing, oh, okay, that does say next to Joey's shoulder, for a good time, call Robin something or other. And DJ is shocked. She's like, Dad, Joey. What have they done to you guys? And both Joey and Danny are over by the gate. And Danny says, The sad part is we did this to ourselves. And Danny asks DJ, Like, what are you doing here? And DJ tells him, Well, Grandma and Becky weren't home, so I had to come down myself. And of course, DJ adds, But don't worry about Stephanie and Michelle. Kimmy's watching them. And Danny says, yeah, this night just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> there's another thing of bubble letters that spells out the name Jason. And there's another uh, Jason name on that wall, too. There's so much graffiti. You could spend all day just looking at this wall and trying to make things out. So, Marianne comes down. I thought we'd seen the last of her. She says, Gladstone, Tanner, the sorority took a vote. We decided you've been humiliated enough dropping the charges so if they're if they're dropping the charges then they don't have to pay bail they just get out right kudos if that say i mean that it saves them money i don't know how much of that bail would have been and of course joey is so excited he's like oh thank you danny we're free and then and Danny says never hug me in jail again i know he says never ever hug me when i'm in prison I keep saying, it. I thought it was jail. Like, dude, you're not in prison.
0: We're available
3: in three to five years. Great, I'll have my parole officer call your parole officer.
0: Yes. yes.
4: Um, excuse me, I'm looking for Danny Tanner.
3: Uh, blue dress.
4: Dad, Joey, what have they done to you guys?
3: The sad part is we did this to ourselves. DJ, what are you doing here?
4: Well, Grandma and Becky weren't home, so I had to come down myself. But don't worry about Stephanie and Michelle, because Kimmy's watching them.
3: Yeah, this night just keeps getting better and better.
2: Tanner, Gladstone, sorority took a vote. We decided you've been humiliated enough for dropping the charges.
3: Oh, thank you, Danny. We're free. <laughs> Never, ever hug me when I'm in prison.
1: <laughs> All right, so now we get back to the house, and this is so adorable. Kimmy teaching Michelle cake. I just love this scene with Kimmy and Michelle. It's adorable. And I love how Stephanie's just kind of sitting uh, uh, next to Kimmy, kind of just watching this. And it's just so adorable. It's so cute. And I honestly I think this it's it's cute because this is a side of Kimmy that we normally don't see. I mean usually when we see Kimmy with DJ she's either being goofy or or crass or, or however. But she's being just you know, she's being like a babysitter. Just having, you know, fun entertaining a little kid. And I love how Stephanie is clapping along with them at the end. And just the smile on Kimmy's face. She's just, like, she's so proud that Michelle, you know, got this. Yeah, and this is, I think this is, um, this is Andrea. This isn't the character of Kimmy as far as when... She, like, pats Michelle's leg or um, either Mary-Kate or Ashley's leg and says, Good job. That's Andrea. I don't think that's Kimmy. I think that's that's Andrea just saying, Good job. Patty-cake, patty-cake, baker's man.
4: Bake me a cake as fast as we can.
0: Roll
4: it it
0: with
4: the
1: bean. Put it in the oven for you and me. So the door opens and in walks Danny and Joey and Danny just announces we're back. And literally Stephanie, Kimmy, and even Michelle's jaw just drops to the ground in shock. Michelle is the first of course to comment. Daddy's a girl. And, Mich- and Stephanie corrects Michelle. No. He's a woman. Here we go with Kimmy. An ugly woman. <laughs> yeah. They don't exactly look the most flattering there. I mean. They, neither of them have their wigs on. But even when they did. It's like. No. I don't see many men lining up to. Uh, get on them. So that waiter does not count. That was a gross, gross, disgusting man, who had evil tendencies. I not want to hear more about the Lombada. Danny and Joey come further into the room, and Danny starts taking off his shoes as he says, you know, "I guess you girls are wondering why we're why we're wearing these clothes." He says, "Well, I can explain it all in just four words." As he turns to Joey, "It's all Joey's fault." Joey, of course, is sitting. In- <laughs> Sitting in a chair, and I just love, you know, Joey's got the lipstick on and the earrings, just like Danny does. But he's just sitting there, reclining in in that chair, in that dress, and just rolling his eyes to the heavens. And it's just, the way I have it paused is just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so funny. And Danny asks, is everything okay here? And Kimmy says, Kimmy taught me patty cake. Well, at least somebody fulfilled their promise. Well, Kimmy didn't promise to teach you, so yeah, I'll teach you, whatever. This is sweet coming from Steph as she puts an arm around Kimmy and says, She's really an excellent babysitter. She, yeah! You know, she and Kim, I mean, we didn't see how the whole rest of the evening went, but I mean, probably a lot of it was just teaching, you know, the hand motions with the patty cake and everything until Michelle got it. So we didn't see that, but that's probably the basis of what that was. You know, Stephanie's in her jam jams, you know, she probably, you know, got ready for bed, all that stuff. Like, okay, well, I'll just come down and, you know, hang out here. It's nice that, like, Stephanie and Kimmy weren't, like, standing there insulting each other. And and Kimmy took the role seriously. It's like, you're not here as your friend's friend. You're here as a substitute adult, fit or a substitute authority figure to watch these children. So... I'm glad that she took her role seriously. She's not going to just stay and like start insulting Stephanie and calling them squirt or gobburger or booger butt or whatever. No, she, she took her job seriously. I don't think she's getting paid. This was just an unexpected thing. Yeah. <laughs> but she does get her sentence reduced. We do find that out, which is awesome. And Danny says, well, I've been very happy and incredibly shocked to hear that. So, Danny tells Stephanie and Michelle to head to bed, and I love how Stephanie hugs Kimmy. Says, good night, Kimmy. Then she pulls Michelle off the little uh, chair ottoman thing. Says, come on, Michelle. and Takes her by the hand. Stops and looks at <laughs> Danny and Joey. And also the fact that she just hugged Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, she says, I just hugged Kimmy Gibbler dad and joey are in dresses and i love how michelle finishes for her what a day (laughs) yeah what a day indeed so danny actually you know congratulates kimmy like hey thank you you did a good job tonight and as payment i'm gonna take a week off of your banishment okay so that's not bad you know two weeks And Kimmy, of course, says, wow, thanks, Mr. T. I guess a stretch in the big house really mellows a guy out.
3: We're back.
4: Daddy's a girl. No, he's a woman. An ugly woman.
3: I guess you girls are wondering why we're wearing these clothes. Well, I can explain it all in just four words. It's all Joey's fault. (laughs) So is everything okay here?
4: Kimmy taught me Patty Kate. She's really an excellent babysitter.
3: Well, I'm very happy and incredibly shocked to hear that. (laughs) Now you girls should go to bed.
4: Good night, Kimmy. Good night, Steph. Aw,
0: she gives her a hug. That's sweet.
4: Come on, Michelle. I just hugged Kimmy Gibbler. Dad and your are dresses. What a day. <laughs>
3: Kimmy, thank you for all your help. You did a good job tonight, so I'm going to take a week off of your banishment.
4: Wow, thanks, Mr. T. I guess a stretch in the big house really mellows a guy out.
0: <laughs>
1: so, Kimmy's gone, and... Danny can't even stand to be in the same room as Joey, but he's like on the, and he, as he's walking to the other side of the room, Danny is glaring at Joey and DJ says, you guys haven't said one word to each other since I sprung you. And this is where Danny tells her like, I am sick of Joey and his dumb ideas. And I love how DJ brings this up because she's pretty much taking Danny's words from earlier and throwing them in his face. She says, now, Dad, you said it doesn't matter who thinks of the dumb idea if someone goes along with it. She said, now, you said that it doesn't matter who thinks of the dumb idea if the other person goes along with it. Danny kind of looks down at the... Because he's still wearing the dress. He's like, yeah, but I didn't want to go along with this. And... Joey tells him but you did It's like Danny you had A choice to back out As soon as you saw the dress you said I'm not Doing this but you did it Anyway Joey gets up and says yeah but you Did and you want to know why you did and Danny is a Uh He's acting like such a Little kid right now He says because you made me And Joey says no Because you need some fun in your life And Joey says, you know, one of these days we're going to look back at this and laugh our heads off. And Danny says, I doubt it. This reminds me of a line from the Blair Witch Project because they're lost in the woods. And Heather's telling Josh and Mike, like, you know, one day when we get out of here, we're going to just look back on this and just laugh our heads off. Like, hey, remember that time we got lost in the woods? for days, and we couldn't find our way out, and we were, like, running low on food, and we were, like, constantly screaming at each other and everything. (laughs) That's what I hope for Jeremy and I with this whole hotel stay, because we are almost on month three, and I just don't, like, and he's even saying, like, let's look, like, in a year from now, we're going to look back on this and just be like, oh my gosh, remember that time? Remember that time when we were in a hotel for three months while the apartment was being worked on? Yeah. I mean, I'm not laughing right now, but maybe eventually I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> when we're not here anymore and I can finally breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> then I can laugh about it. DJ says, "Um, Dad, I think you might want to take a look in the mirror." It's like, "Yeah, Danny, have you looked at yourself since you put that on? You haven't. You might want to take a look." So he and Joey go over to the mirror that's above the fireplace, and immediately they look at their they look at their reflection, and immediately she just starts laughing. <laughs> How can you not? I mean, look at that. You're not wearing the wig anymore. The wig's gone. You're just wearing pearls and a royal blue dress. (laughs) And I love how Joey says, you know, if we teased our hair and kind of contoured our cheekbones a little bit, we'd... And I love how Danny says, both together, we'd still be the ugliest women in the world. (laughs) (laughs) We do see on the mantelpiece, we do see, and it's turned sideways... A picture of Danny and Pam, and then we see one of Danny and Pam with the girls that's facing outward for everyone to see. Goodbye, Mr. Bear happened in season two. Like, you don't gotta hide the picture. Like, why can't we get a closer picture of Danny, that one of Danny and Pam? just laugh. I love how Joey's like laughing like into Danny's shoulder. <laughs> and DJ says, when you guys laugh like that, it sounds just like me and Kimmy. Danny says exactly what I said earlier. He says, well, I guess in a way, Joey is sort of my Kimmy Gibbler. It's like, yeah, he is. He's like the male version of Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> Joey apparently feels insulted by that. He says, thanks a lot, Danny. And Danny says, no, I mean, you make my life crazier. As heck, Joey, I mean, if it wasn't for you, I'd be wearing pants right now. So, yeah, Joey offers his hand and says, hey, are we still bosom buddies? And they hug, and they realize they still have the fake boobies. (laughs) Because they're trying to hug and say, oh, yeah, those are in the way. Yeah, I can see kind of being a girl in that way. It's kind of like sometimes a pain, like your chest gets in the way. It makes me think of that season one Who's the Boss episode called Sam's First Bra, where Tony, played by Tony Danza, Tony Maselli, uh, his tomboy daughter, Sam, who's probably just a little younger than DJ here, started developing and, you know, he threw the football at her, hit her in the chest, and she's like, ow! Because, you know, she's developing. Like, you don't hit the football in the chest because that will hurt. Yeah, Joey. You know, offers his hand for a handshake and Danny says ah Joey we're out of prison give me a hug and they, they hug and then they realize like, oh yeah we still have these fake boobies on us what honestly do you think that I mean are they they can't be balloons cause they would have lost air Um, they could be socks I don't know Hey, don't they have like those false ones like the fake like made of like cushiony, cottony, like, stuff for, like, mannequins and stuff when you want to make- No, actually, the mannequins would- if it's a woman mannequin, it would already have, you know, the- the- the the boobies, the chest, there, so. I don't know! Why am I harping on this? Why am I so intrigued by the fake boobies? I don't understand. (laughs) You guys haven't said
4: a word to each other since I sprung you.
3: I am sick of Joey and his dumb ideas.
4: Dad, now you said it doesn't matter who thinks of the dumb idea if the other person goes along with it.
3: Yeah, but I didn't want to go along with this. But you did. Yeah. And you know why you did? Because you made me. No, because you need some fun in your life. One day we're going to look back at this and laugh our heads off. I doubt it.
4: Uh, Dad, you might want to take a look in the mirror. Yeah,
1: have you seen yourself yet?
3: <laughs> you know, if we uh, teased our hair and kind of contoured our cheekbones a little bit, we'd be. We'd uh, still be the ugliest women in the world. <laughs> when you guys laugh
4: like that, it sounds just like me and Kimmy.
3: Well, I guess in a way, Joey is sort of my Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Danny. No, no, I mean, you make my life crazier. Heck, Joey, if it wasn't for you, I'd be wearing pants right now so uh booze and buddies (laughs) ah joey we're out of prison give me a hug
1: (laughs) so danny's in the kitchen fully dressed in pants and a button-down shirt and he's making what hot chocolate he he's following a recipe so maybe he's making like a sauce or something Jesse comes back here at the end of the episode, so now his leather jacket is covered in, like, mud, and his face has got, like, mud on it along his jawline, and he's like, thank God I'm back in the city. Because he throws his helmet down, like, dude, even his shirt looks like someone, like, threw up, like, brown liquid all over it. Like, dude, what happened to you? And Danny comes over and he asks, Jess, where have you been? And Jesse says, I've been lost in the woods. Lost in the woods? There are like bike trails and and, and trails for you to go on. How do you get lost? What are you, were you going to the heart of the woods? Like in the middle? Were you trying to find the Blair Witch Project? The, The Blair Witch? what he was doing. He was searching for the Blair Witch and he got lost. She messed up with, you know, the time of day and he was just gone all day long and somehow magically he found his way out of that woods. <clears throat> Can't say that about the trio that went in there originally from the movie, but Jesse made it out. Because he's, and he says, because there are no street signs, because there are no streets, because no one in their right mind goes in the woods. Well, those that want to go, you know, driving the trails with their motorcycles, maybe they do. But you got to make sure you're looking for low branches. You don't want to get flung off your motorcycle. None of that stuff. Even his... This makes me think of when he went horseback riding with Rebecca and Breaking Up Is Hard To Do, which I'll cover that one in a double feature of the Almost Breakup series with this one. And then, of course... Designing mothers where Danny and Vicky break up for almost half a second. I think it's more on his side that they break up. But anyway. Yeah, it's just, it really looks like from the breaking up is hard to do with Jesse and Becky breaking up, his pants were just covered in like horse excrement and whatnot. Danny's like, What happened to you, Jesse? And Jesse says, Mother Nature kicked my butt. Looks like he also suffered some facial sunburn, but then again he was wearing a helmet. His hair looks all weird and must up in the front. It's, uh, Jesse, you need to like, take a shower, man. He did get sunburn on the face because he takes his glasses off and you can just see like, the whiteness around where his eyes and the bridge of his nose are. He takes off his leather jacket and Danny says, whoa, did you run into a pudding truck? And of course, I mean, he even, we see the white t-shirt underneath Jesse's red button-up has got a tear just underneath the collar. Like, good grief. So he jumped into a swamp. Apparently, according, he watched a Yogi Bear cartoon and he figured that if a horde of bees are chasing you, they won't follow you into a swamp. FYI, Yogi was wrong. What did he do to serve a bee's nest while he was out driving around? Oh my gosh. His shirt is even, like, shredded. His just a long slash just underneath the arm, like, right down. And I agree with Danny as he's like, hey, Jess were you attacked by a wild animal? And Jesse says, no, I got thrown off my motorcycle. Okay? And and what? You were, like, uh, you sure got ripped by, what, branches or something? What happened? Apparently his motorcycle was spooked by a snake, or a snake-like twig. Because he got thrown from his motorcycle. Oh my goodness. So, Danny says, hey, why don't you go upstairs, take a bath, and Jesse looks at Danny, and says, Danny, and Danny asks, yeah, are you wearing a pearl earring? he pulls the, the earring off, and Jesse goes over to him and asks, is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? And Danny says, you don't want to know. And then Jesse excuses himself to go wash up. He says, I'm going to go wash up. <laughs> I have had a strange day, although yours might have been even stranger like dude you don't know the half of it they're gonna tell the story they're gonna oh my gosh
2: thank god i'm back in the city (laughs) jess where have you been i've been lost in the woods where there are no street signs because there are no streets because no one in the right mind goes in the woods (laughs) man what happened to you Mother Nature kicked my butt. Whoa! What, did you run into a pudding truck? Glad you're having fun with this. Oh, it so happens I jumped into a swamp. I saw in a Yogi Bear cartoon that if a horde of angry bees are chasing you, they won't follow you into a swamp. (laughs) FYI, Yogi was wrong. Jess, were you attacked by a wild animal? No, I got thrown off my motorcycle. It was spooked by a snake. Or a snake like twig.
3: <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go get upstairs, take a bath? Danny?
2: Yeah? <coughs> Is that a pearl <coughs> earring you're <ran>? wearing? <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about? You don't want to know. I'm going to go wash up. I've had a strange day. Although yours might have been a little stranger.
1: All right, so that was the first episode in the reunion series for June. So, the best outfit i'm going to give it to let me think yeah you know, i liked michelle's outfit when she had the little um, braided pigtails and then she was wearing like this white shirt with this bluish whitish little um not overalls, but it had like the straps, kind of like overalls. It was just, it was adorable. So Michelle gets. I don't know if I've awarded Michelle the best outfit of the episode before. Worst episode outfits. I'm going to give it to what, DJ, and then runner up. I'm going to give it runner up. I'm going to go with uh, Stephanie, who was also. She was wearing the sunshine yellow. With the sky blue, sus- you know, suspender type outfit, and was just like meh. Okay, so as far as best worst of Danny and Joey's outfits, I'm gonna say that Danny looked more believable as a lady, just with the you know the darker hair and the everything than Joey did. I think that Danny's dress with the royal blue just really complimented him, where Joey's, like, pale pink kind of made him look a little washed out, especially with the really light, light, like, blonde wig. It just, mm, did not look good. Tanner Teachable moment for this? If you're gonna do something like this, like, what... Joey had planned to steal the seal. You might want to put more thought into the plan, cause it wasn't executed well at all. I mean, granted, they didn't know the layout of the place. They didn't know where the seal was. They just kind of like, we're just gonna dress up. We're just gonna try to blend in, steal the seal, create you know distraction, all that. That's probably as far as it went. But they could have maybe try to scope it out sooner which would see oh yeah like what if they went to the place right and they're like oh well I work for such and such we want to make sure the room is you know ready to go for the event that's coming which I don't know how that would work either but still that way they can see where the seal is and then they can like okay so it's so over here we're going to do the I more thought if it, maybe they could have pulled it off I don't know Although, maybe they could have pulled it off of one we trying to be, like, a maintenance guy. Like, oh, I'm just... I gotta fix... I gotta repair the air conditioner, like, settings or something like that. And stole the seal then. So... Uh, Tanner Teachable moment, uh, as far as DJing Kimmy. Uh, I don't know. I've always been told, like, when you go over to someone's house, you know, if it's a friend's house or, you know, whatever, that you, you be on your best behavior. You don't, uh... Break anything, <laughs> or um I don't know. The idea f- sounded good at the time, but then if you realized and really thought about it, like how oh, we gotta le- take this TV all the way upstairs and then you'd have to bring it all the way downstairs, and it just seems like a lot of work. I'd have thought it out a little more, like, well, there's that little TV in your room, you know, get that, and yeah. Because think about it, now they gotta buy a new TV. No wonder they're not—they're playing pancakes. They—they don't have a TV to watch anything on. <laughs> so yeah, Teenage and teachable is like yeah. If you think something's a good idea, like if you know as a kid, you don't think about the consequences afterwards. Like oh, we could do this, but you don't think about the aftermath or what happens after. Yeah, sometimes you—we don't have. It, it almost seems as a kid, you don't have that impulse control. Or you don't like second guess. Like let's think this a little, little more thoroughly. So yeah. All right. So the next reunion episode I'm going to be covering is from season four, episode nine of Full House, entitled "One Last Kiss," which aired on November sixteenth, nineteen ninety. In this episode, Jesse eagerly await or eagerly anticipates his high school reunion until an ex girlfriend contacts him. Oh, I got so many things to say about this girl, uh, uh, what's her name again? Carrie, Carrie Fowler, who, this actress Erica Elin, Elenick was on Baywatch, she also is a girl that likes Elliot in E.T., she is a girl that he kisses, yeah, cause that's where I remember her from, so. He's also the girl that was in Silver Spoons that Rick gets caught in his bedroom with. My, nothing happened, by the way. Nothing happened. But, um, yeah, so we'll do that. And then the week after that, we're going to celebrate the Olsen twins' birthday with Wrong Way Tanner. And then uh, the week after that, we will follow up the final episode of the reunion series with Fuller House, DJ, and Kimmy's high school reunion. Alright, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and also if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at podcast at gmail.com. And if you got a moment and you like the podcast, you want to support it, leave a re- review on the Oh My Atlanta, Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast on iTunes and Apple. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.